Okay, what the fuck were you just talking about? Which one do you disagree on? Hey everybody, it's me, London, <laughs> from Screen Weens, and I just wanted to tell you to say, stay safe. Yeah. Because the world seems to be collapsing. And it's... But I'm here with Thomas Gryphon. Yeah, sure, that can be, that can be a pronoun. Gryphon. I, I can't pronounce it like that. Gryphon. Gryphon. Okay. You got it. I always feel like I roll my L's weird, but I guess I don't. Uh, uh, you mean R's? Fuck you. <laughs> Glyphal. 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 I've been watching a lot of uh, Japanese media. I got I got them a little switched around. Ah, yes. Yeah, me too. So, um, this week we're talking about... It's Weeb Week! Weeb Week! Party yeah. time! Excellent! Weeb Week! Um, so we'll be talking about two Dragon Ball Z movies, the second one and the twelfth one. And we'll probably just generally talk about yeah more. But those are the ones we're going like really in depth on. That would be uh, World's Strongest and Fusion Reborn. Yep. Uh, we're also going to be talking about the Goro Miyazaki Studio Ghibli film from up on Poppy Hill. Yes. From 2011. But first, we're just going to talk about our week. Um, some other movies we watched. Uh, I lost my job <laughs> because Washington has closed all the schools and they just closed all the restaurants and bars last night. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, filing for unemployment, that's fun. Yeah, but Thomas still has his fun job. Yeah. And he was just telling me how much fun he had last night. Yeah, uh, I was cleaning. There was supposed to be three of us, uh, but there was the one guy called out. And uh, it was day six of my work week, so I have today off, but I get to go back tomorrow. By today off, I mean I just I just got off, so it's like oh yeah, awesome. Woo! So, but because of that, I haven't been worrying about work, so I've just been watching nonstop movies. I watched seven films yesterday, mm. um, six of them being Dragon Ball movies. I watched, uh, I think in the last week I watched 14 Dragon Ball movies. Yeah, because you watched all of them except for Resurrection F? I think so, yeah. And, and then, did you watch the Trunks special? Yeah, I watched Trunks. I watched Battle of Gods literally like eight hours ago. I finished it. That's probably my favorite which is funny because i wasn't super in love with it I, I watched it with a bunch of people i watched it with pierre i watched it with melody i watched it with julia and they all really liked it and i'm just like it was okay I'll, I'll kind of explain my reasoning on that um we can talk a little bit deeper about it uh i guess we're already recording the podcast i don't have to say we have to wait for the podcast <laughs> uh i i saw it because when I first got into Dragon Ball, it was during that Dragon Ball renaissance that that movie kicked off. Gotcha. Because so, I watched it... Because I, I didn't watch Dragon Ball growing up. I was... Most people do. I didn't. Uh, I thought it was pretty fucking boring. It was just a bunch of fucking talking. Whenever I like would catch glimpses of it on TV. So I was just like, this show's lame. I don't want it. But I got older and the hype... For Battle of Gods, because like the trailer just dropped in Japan, came out like the summer leading into my freshman year in high school. Yeah. So that summer I watched the entire Dragon Ball series, like the original series, and then my entire freshman year I spent watching Z. And then 
I like towards the end of that year is when it came over here in uh, theaters and I went and saw it in theaters and it was like a cool experience. And I like that compared to a lot of the other movies because it feels the most like an actual arc of DBZ that has no filler and just actually like, I mean, it has filler, but I mean, it doesn't have like obscene amounts of like, Dun, 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 like panning mm-hmm. shots and every character stops 30 seconds in between every line where it's like Gohan you are my son and I respect you that's what that's like literally what the old DBZ dub is like and it's like sounds good it's like oh man Kai's a much better dub that's a that's kind of a hot take but it's it's becoming more normalized as uh, the years go by. But yeah, that's that's kind of why I feel. Because most of the movies, they boil down the formula to its very essentials. And every movie feels like pretty much the same with the exception of a couple. Yeah. But um, Battle of Gods, I don't know. It just felt like the most like DBZ to me. And then, yeah. Uh, it went on to be like the intro arc to Super where they stretched that movie out into 13 episodes and I was like oh that one that wasn't very good Uh, the first 26 episodes or so roughly of Super are adapting that movie and the Frieza movie Resurrection Resurrection F which I don't like Resurrection I mean I I don't hate it I think it's fun to watch but the movie is like garbage because it's like oh Freeze is back which I was never super ecstatic about since they've done some stuff with his character I'm like I actually kind of like that but in that specific movie I was like this is fucking lame Uh, and there's some stuff that will happen in it where it's like oh total deus ex machina awesome love it sounds like Goku I mean Sounds like Shenron. You always know what's up Goku's pocket. He's like he's got like one of a few different moves where you're like, alright, he's gonna like finish this off with like one of these things. He's gonna use the power of friendship. He's either gonna use a really big Kamehameha wave or he's gonna use the spirit bomb usually. And it's gonna be one or the other. Yeah. Um Maybe if it's I, a really intense movie, it'll be a group Kamehameha. I'm not like I think that the movie I, I like the how it's structured. I just think there's, like, the, the arc with um, Kid Trunks and, like, the, the villains from the original Dragon Ball. No, that, that, I don't like that stuff either. I, I think that's... Which is funny, because my friends were like, that was the best part. I'm like, what the no, fuck? it's creepy. She's, like, she's yeah, older than, like... She is old... That character, Mai, <laughs> is older than Bulma. Trunks' is mother, but she's in the body of a little girl and now. I just, and I like, just thought it was original. mostly boring. I'm like, uh, maybe if I had watched the original Dragon Ball, but I just... I was just like, this is not interesting, and it has nothing to do with the rest of the movie. Mm, yeah. Except, oh, they took one of the Dragon Balls. And, like, the animation was really good, and the 3D animation was also solid, and they yeah. were able to tie them together pretty well. Um, but it just didn't, it just didn't like, really flow together with me super well. I also thought the ending was way too long. They had, like, two little epilogue things. Uh, so yeah. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Why does it keep going? At the time, though, because we didn't know if there was going to be... I mean, we had assumed there was going to be more, but at the time, it was like, yeah! Fuck yeah, there's not enough! But, um, I also... I know this is a hot take, but, um, I'm not a fan of, uh, Whis. Uh, 
Is there like any particular reason? I just why? I don't know what it is. I just kind of think he's annoying. Ah. Uh, he's I, like okay. I don't I don't have any strong feelings one way or the other. I really like Ian Sinclair who voices him in English. Mm-hmm. So that leans me towards being on the positive of him. But like I'm not in terms of like what his character brings to the series, I'm not like thrilled or like the opposite of thrill. Also, I'm not a big fan of the uh, visual design of Beerus. Like Beerus as a character's fine, but I don't know. I just I just think his character design is just kind of like it's a cat. Yeah, I like it. Like it's fine, but I'm like, why don't they bring back Bio Broly? No, <laughs> just kidding. No. <laughs> uh, yeah. So my my knowledge of DBZ is like limited. I know like most of the broad story strokes and stuff, and I've seen episodes. I've seen almost all the movies now, which are all garbage. Um, yeah. Just kidding. I I, I enjoyed like five of them. There's a few. I liked. Um, I really loved the Bardock special. Yeah, the Bardock special was really um, good. I thought Trunks was pretty good. Uh, not as good as I was hoping for, because I like... Trunks is one of my favorite characters. Yeah. Who do you think my three favorite characters are? I already told you one of them. A tr- so, Trunks... Um, let's see. See, I have to, like... Uh, well, I guess you, you know, like, the broader strokes of the story, because I'm like, do I, like, go in through the perspective of the movies... No, because these were these were kind of my favorites beforehand. Either way, because and I've experienced most of the the storyline of the show also through the video games as well. Yeah, no, the, the video games have like milked the DBZ story. Yeah, it's like why don't you do like a video game with the original Dragon Ball? It's like no, that can't happen. That stuff doesn't really can fart on someone. Only Z. It's like also Krillin grows back his hair. Yeah. And it's the fucking worst. No. I hate you it. D- you don't know what the worst is. Unless you saw it in one of the movies. Um, in the Boo Saga is when he first grows back his hair and it's like long and slicked back. It looks awful. I much Yeah, prefer- no, there's... I think there's two movies where he has that Okay. I, I like the Battle of Gods haircut where it's like... But that oh, one's better. I still don't... But, I, I like him bald, but the well, it's slicked back haircut is just like... It's because uh, he, he like doesn't if he's fighting he'll shave it but if he's not fighting he'll let it grow out so it's like you yeah right now you're not fighting anyone so you're letting it grow out yeah i mean that's technically not false i mean it's not the reason but uh but yeah krillin and i i guess it's the next movie but he fights again and then he shaves his head so he goes back to the classic krillin design and he destroys them all. Yeah. I don't know. Would it be like Gohan, maybe? Yeah. Gohan? Yeah. Okay, Gohan. I'm, I'm a big fan of Gohan. I, maybe so, it's because he's also a superhero. I, I I really like Gohan. She's not in my top three, but I also am a big fan of Videl. I, 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 here's what I'm going to say. I loved Videl before they fucking nerfed her. Because well, she was a great fucking character like halfway until the Boo Saga, and then Gohan gets her pregnant, and then she just disappears. She's Uh. gone, and it's like, oh man, I remember when you had actual character instead of being a housewife in the background of most of these shots. (sighs) Ah, 
At least Bulma has kept her personality throughout the years. Whether you love it or hate it, she has a personality and she's stuck true to it. Uh, but let's see, Trunks, Gohan. If, I, mm, I don't know. I don't know what I want to say for this next one. Like, because I, I assumed it would be a well-developed character, but that might not be yeah, the case. So Piccolo. Yeah. Okay. That was what I was thinking. I was like, it's either Piccolo or Vegeta. It's a fun one. fact. I really don't like Vegeta. You don't? I don't. I know I said it to Lucero once and he freaked out on me. You were here. But I oh. just I just don't like Vegeta. I, I don't know what it is. I just, I think his voice work is good and I like his character you, design. So you don't like him as in like... You just don't, like, he doesn't appeal to you, or you think he's, like, a bad character, you don't like him? I mean, he doesn't appeal to me, and I think that he has some pretty bad character choice, like, choices for how they should make his character at times. I don't want to say that he's a bad character, like, always, but... I, I think that's one of those things that you need to, like, watch the series to kind of, like, get the full grasp of mm-hmm. Vegeta, because he, he's honestly, like... Probably the most developed character of Dragon Ball. Like, I agree. I just no. I, I I agree with that. I just think that some of that development. Bad. Uh, I I think some of the but uh, obviously I haven't seen all of the show. I've I I, seen like, I think his stuff in Z is pretty good. I think like after Z, they've always kind of had trouble finding what to do with Vegeta because. There's, like, a certain role he plays in the show, and they're like, well, he can't really surpass Goku. Yeah. But there are, there are times in Super, the dynamic of Super kind of realizes it's like, ah, we gotta give, we gotta give Vegeta some credit here, too. So they do a much better job at balancing, but at the end of the day, it's still, like, Goku's show. Just Sonic and Knuckles. Uh, I don't know. I didn't really... I didn't watch Sonic. I know that they... I kind of just Super think Saiyan. that Piccolo's just... I watched a little bit of, like, the old Sonic, where they didn't go Super Saiyan. Like, the cartoony one, mm-hmm. where I just remember the intro had, like, Sonic in a hammock. Yeah. That was the one I was more familiar with. I remember I had, like, an OVA or, like, a movie, or maybe it was just an episode. And there was, like, this this girl... And I don't know why, but when I was a kid, I thought she was really hot. And looking back on that, I'm like, was I a fucking furry when I was a child? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so I watched Bardock, and I really like that. That's the best one, um, in my opinion. Like, I like that more than the Broly movie, the, mm-hmm. the newer one. I rewatched Broly. Broly was okay, in my opinion. I remember liking it when I first saw it. That's, like, the only Dragon Ball movie I had seen before. With my buddy Christian, I watched it like nine years ago. I I like the new Broly movie, but I don't like the old Broly movie. Yeah, I feel that. Um, I liked... Honestly, I was surprised, but I really liked um, Bojack Unbound. No. uh, I was getting that mixed up with uh, Super Android 13. No, that's the worst fucking one. Yeah, I, 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 I haven't seen Bojack. Um, I've and seen, have you seen Wrath of the Dragon? Yeah, no, I like that one. I, I really Tar- like that Tarble, one. dude. Tarble. It's great. That's his name, right? Uh, it's been a while since I've seen it. Tapion. Tapion. Tarble is Vegeta's brother. brother. Yeah. I watched that. The Yosan Goku? Yeah. I love that special. I wasn't a fan. I. That's another one where it's like... 
I like. I don't think it's like. I'm just bad. like let's throw. Like look. Like I get it. It's a celebrate. It's more of a celebration than anything. And for that, I think it's fine. Yeah, but like as a product, when, when it came out, there hadn't been any new Dragon Ball stuff since like GT. So mm-hmm. it was like, and GT is the best, right? Uh, let me tell you because I what. Back in high school, I tried numerous times to get into GT. I'm like, I can't fucking do it. Because the first 20, or I guess it's like the first, like, 16 is the first arc. But that first arc is so fucking bad. Like, it's really, really <coughs> bad. But uh, this last couple weeks, I've been, like, toughing through it. And uh, once you get past it, it's not as bad. There's definitely some, like worthwhile stuff in there. But yeah, no, it's not great. Um, but yeah, the worst ones I watched were um, Super Android 13. I was really a fucking not a big fan of that one. Yeah. And uh, Bio Broly. That was... Uh, Broly's second coming was also pretty fucking bad, but that has the family Kamehameha at the end. And that yeah. was pretty cool. So it saved it from not being the worst thing I've ever seen in my life. Just barely. Just barely. Um, the, the, I did watch um, Stop Making Sense as well, which is the Talking Heads uh, concert film. Mm. I know I talked about it on our episode about true stories, but that thing is fucking incredible. <laughs> Was it? Yeah. Yeah. You should watch it. It's it's amazing. I'll, I'll check it out. Like I've said, I've, I've always wanted to get like more into the talking heads. Well, even from like like a filmmaking perspective, it's like really, really good. Okay. Okay. Um, oh, I also watched End of Watch yesterday because I'd heard really good things the about it. Jake Gyllenhaal movie? Yeah, by David Ayer. I saw that in theaters when it first came out, and I remember liking it back then, but I don't know. Like, everyone I've talked to was like, it's great. It's a great movie. And I just, like, hated it. (laughs) Yeah. I just thought it was badly made. I, like, it wasn't even like, I don't like cops, because everybody knows that. But it was just like, this is not a good made... I also didn't think Jake Gyllenhaal was very good in it. Like, to the point that I thought Michael Pena was doing a better I, I job. Was gonna, I was going to say, do you really think that Jake Gyllenhaal... It's probably because he was, like, trying to go off whatever energy Michael Pena... Yeah. Well, I, but Jake it was Gyllenhaal, just surprising because Jake Gyllenhaal produced the movie. He was a producer on it. So I'm just like, what the fuck? Huh. I don't know. I like Jake Gyllenhaal and, like, a lot of things, but he, he also can act in a lot of garbanzo. Garbanzo beans! <gasps> we should watch a movie about beans. Mr. Bean! Uh, that's just... Mr. Bean's a good movie. I mean, I don't think that's technically a movie about beans, but... I mean, He's a bean. That's true. Are you a fan of Mr. Bean? I actually have never watched a full, like, Mr. Bean thing before. <gasps> never watched, like, the show. I never watched either of, like... I think he did two movies. I don't know. Yeah, Mr. Bean's Holiday and, uh, um, I thought there was another one. Oh, yeah, and then there was just Bean. Oh. Yeah, so I I don't know if I like Mr. Bean or not. I might, 
I might not. I like Rowan Atkinson, so... Yeah, he was the villain of Scooby-Doo. He was. That was good. Yeah. Well, not really. Scrappy-Doo was the villain of Scooby-Doo. Spoilers! Well, Rowan Atkinson was spoilers, Scrappy. Well... Or possessed by Scrappy. I don't know. No, uh, uh, Scrappy... So, they found Rowan Atkinson, like, he was underneath, like, a sewer drain. He was, like, trapped. Because Scrappy had made a robot version of him that he was inside. Oh, okay. So Scrappy was robot Rowan Atkinson. Robot. There, Robo Atkinson. There we go. Um, yeah, I I haven't watched that movie in a fucking long time. I, I like it. I I, like I remember liking things about it. Like there are scenes in it where I'm like, he <laughs> makes me laugh. Like I like the fart scene where he's like, "Are you challenging me?" Yeah, that's a good fart scene. I don't, I'm not a fan of fart scenes almost ever, but I'm like, me this was good. That killed me when I was a little kid. I, I was, was like, ah! like, I lost my shit. Like, I, I like, lost my marble. I'm like, where is it? Where'd my shit go? It's gone. It was just in my asshole a second ago. But, uh, yeah. Was that all you watched this week? I mean, yeah, I watched so much fucking Dragon Ball movies. <laughs> that was pretty much all I did. Um, I also watched Onward. I don't know if that was... I don't know if I talked about it on the last podcast or not. Maybe not. I don't recall, but I don't But the recall. new Pixar film. The one about... Uh, you've probably seen the trailer. It's like uh, two elves. It's with Tom Holland and Chris Pratt. They're like elves. No. No? I, I, it's I, pretty good. I have, like, ad block and all sorts oh, of okay. shit, so I, I'm, like, as ad-free as I possibly can be in this day and age. Oh, yeah, I just watch trailers for things. I don't. Oh, okay. Because I don't... Or I at least movie. read, I'm like, ooh, what's this coming out? Like... I just try to keep up with things coming out. Once it gets to, like, the later part of the year is usually once I start, like, getting, like, all right, stuff that's been... Stuff's finally coming out, yeah! And then I'll, like, look at, like, and kind of, like, cherry-pick what looked good from earlier in the year, if anything. Um, oh, I also beat uh, Halo 1 with Mr. Joe. Oh, nice. Because he hadn't played it before, and yeah. we've been playing through it. And, you were talking yeah. about it last yep. week. Yep, so we beat that. Uh, we also started with our other buddy. We were playing Halo Reach. <laughs> we played the first two levels of that, but other than that, that's pretty much all I did. Yeah. So I rewatched uh, A Silent Voice, which I yeah, had initially sorry. watched in a big our movie groups that we used to do uh, almost a year ago. I think. God, what was that? Probably like summerish. Close. I mean, yeah. The last one like I hosted was I think in November or December. I think it was right after, but before that, the last real one was like October or something. Yeah. We had it going for uh, half a year, pretty much. Yeah, no, it was really good, and then everyone's like work schedules just like shifted and... Yeah. Yeah. But, uh... Yeah, so I rewatched that, and the first time I watched it, I gave it like a 7. And now you upped it to a 9, right? Yeah, no, um... Which is, I think, what I gave it. Yeah, I think so. Uh, Because I... Like, I, it just didn't really, like, hit me the first time, but it. It, it, 
Like, yeah, even though I enjoyed our movie days, there were some movies we would have watched that, like, I would be like, this would be more impactful if I was watching it alone. Yeah, no, I've come to the conclusion since then that I typically don't like watching movies in groups unless they're, like, the right type of movie. Or I just, I just think, like, I prefer, like, four or five people at most or something like that. I I think, like, three is my, like, max number, Mm. because, like... I'm pretty good at tuning people out, though. I am not. So I'm just like, they're just talking. I'm just like looking at the movie. They'll be like, London, London. I'm like, I'm sorry, I'm watching the movie. Yeah. I just remember like a lot of like the kind of like minor, like a lot of like minor stuff kind of holding it back. And I was like, oh boy. Mm-hmm. Uh, like the cat, the character who's like the friend, uh, the one who kind of like looks like a fat. Midoriya from uh, My Hero. I can't remember the character's name. But, like, the kid who befriends him. Uh, I remember, like, him kind of bringing the score down a bit because he was just a little too animated for me and I felt like it kind of brought the film down a little. But I was watching it and I was like, I think it was mostly the performance of, like, the English dub performer because, like, there's nothing, like, about the character that's too over-the-top. Yeah. Where it's, like... Because I, I... Like, I know people legitimately like him. Yeah. Like, where it's, like, oh, yeah, like, this is, like, 19 people I know. Um, but I think it was just, like, the over-top nature of, like, whoever was voice acting for him in the dub. Which I watched it dubbed again, because I really like the fact that they, like, hired an actual deaf person. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm, like, holy shit, that... Her performance is great in it, by the way. And I don't know if it is, but it sounds like Finn Wolfhard voiced the younger main character, which I didn't catch the first time. I didn't look it up, so I can't verify that. So don't take that with a grain of salt. Um, But yeah, so after that, I was like, you know, I I haven't watched a lot of like these really acclaimed uh, anime movies that have come out in the last few years. Uh, so then I watched Your Name, which I've heard great things oh, about. Oh, so you hadn't seen Your Name before? No, I hadn't. Oh, wow. Yeah, I love that movie. Yeah, I thought it was pretty great. I had, like, one issue with it. I haven't se- I've only seen it once, so I, it might, it might be a little worse the next time I watch, because I was, I think I saw it, like, in, like, 2016. Maybe, like, I, I might watch it a second time, and then if, to ha- have, like, a different opinion on it, because, obviously, the first time was a trip. Because I, I knew, all I knew about it was, like, the Freaky Friday kind of stuff. I didn't know anything else about it. So, once that, like, halfway point in the film hit, I was like, whoa, what the yeah. fuck? I wasn't expecting that. Uh, but then that led to... It's not Finn Wolfhard. Okay. It just kind of sounded mm. like him to me, at least. Um, but my major problem with it... This isn't a spoiler. I'm going to be very vague about this. Both of them were, like, using phones. And none of them, like, bothered to, like, notice that it's like, hey, you know, maybe check or anything like that. But That was kind of a spoiler. Uh, okay. Maybe, like, it's, I said it wasn't going to be a spoiler. It was a spoiler, guys. It was guys. a spoiler. So take that clip that we just said. Nope, not going no, to no, make please. you ruin everyone's life. I'm sorry, uh, guys. I, I guess I, I would agree. But 
That, that's like the only like major issue I had with it. Outside of that, I thought the rest of the movie was fucking fantastic. I liked it. The one you watched after that, also by Makoto Shinkai, is the one I'm not a big fan of. See, that's kind of what I was thinking. I Overall, I'd say I'm not a big fan of that one, but I really, really liked like the emotional climax of that movie. Like, I... Felt like... Uh, the Garden of Words is what we're yes, speaking about. Yes, Um I watched that one with Pierre. Ah. Uh, because, uh, c- like, the whole movie, obviously, I'm like, oh, it's a little creepy. Because, obviously, yeah, it's a bit, Yeah, it's a bit creepy. It's a bit creepy, but... I, like, at the end of it, it didn't, like, go that route, necessarily. Like, yeah. it, it definitely, like... Like, it was self-aware of that route. But I like that the characters were obviously like, no, this this can't happen. And I, I liked that, like, final... I'm not going to, s- like, say what, but I liked, like, that staircase yeah. scene. Like that, I, I get that. I just that, I just don't think that the, the movie around it was, de- like, the emotions were developed enough. Like, I, I just... I, I, wish I thought that the movie longer. was just, like, underdeveloped. I, I wish the movie was, like, an hour and a half. I probably would have enjoyed it if it was. I almost kind of want to see, like, years later, now that it's been years later, like, seven years since the movie was made. Mm-hmm. I want to see him, like, make another 45-minute part that follows the character, like, as many years as it's been in real life and seeing, like... He does his own little before trilogy. That would be kind of cool. <laughs> I, I like... I'd be interested to see how these, like, two characters would, like, interact if they were to meet again, like, years later. Like, like say the kid, the guy's, like, I don't know, he, he wrote a book, and he's in Paris, uh, at, like, a book signing, and, and then like, she, she shows, shows up. up, and he's like, hey, do you want to go get coffee? And then they just walk around for 45 minutes, yeah, and that's and then, the and then they go to, like, her apartment, and she sings him a song, and she's, she's like, you're, like, gonna you're gonna miss your plane. plane, and he's like, I know. Oof. And then the third no. That movie. <laughs> we should watch the before trilogy. Yeah, if you, if you haven't seen the before trilogy, <laughs> we just kind of spoiled the entire second movie. But that's fine because obviously the, it's not journey. the plot points that matter in that movie, but the kind of characterization you get through going on the journey. Yeah. You should watch all three of them because they are good. I dare I say fucking great. Yeah. But yeah, no, I... I like Gardner Words. I, I would probably agree with your point that, like, I think it is a little underdeveloped. But, man, the water animation in that yeah, movie is so fucking The animation good. in that movie is great. That was the only one that I had. Well, I guess I saw the uh, Asylum Voice before, but I had seen that, like, back in, like, 2013. Oh, okay. uh, I didn't watch the whole movie, though. I had only seen, like, part of it. Mm, okay. um, but that was, like, the first, like, anime that I had watched back then. Because that was, like, around the time I was watching Dragon Ball. <laughs> So I was kind of caught in this, like, 90s anime bubble. And then I saw that, and I was like, whoa, this is what anime looks like today. Whoa. But yeah. Uh, So those are the other movies I watched. Uh, Hopefully when I get home, my package that I ordered from Amazon a couple days ago that has five centimeters per second and the manga for Asylum Voice will get here because... Apparently, there's a lot of stuff that's left out of the movie because it's seven volumes and you understandably can't fit that into a two-hour movie. And I really like the characters of the Silent Voice, so I'm really interested to, like, kind of crack in on that. 
I would probably say that's out of like the three that I watched this week of like those types of movies. Uh, A Silent Voice is probably still my favorite because I think it's got like probably like the best like character drama out of yeah, any of them. I, I might agree. Um, like your, I might like your I, name a little more. But... I I like your name probably like I gave them the same rating and I generally probably like them about the same, but I like them for like very different mm-hmm. reasons. But yeah, so that's what I watched this week. I watched. I, I was planning on watch like rewatching all the Dragon Ball Z movies, but I was like, you're you're just like I'm done. I got like part way through Super Android thirteen, and I was like, ah, fuck this! I'm gonna watch a Silent Voice because I had watched an AMV that kind of like had sparked. But you watched Dead Zone, your favorite. It's not my favorite. That one's bad. That one is bad. And it just feels so, like, I'm like, they made this the first movie? Yeah, and it's... it's like, it it's, doesn't even feel like a movie. Like, no. some of the other ones at least somewhat feel like a movie. Like, World's Strongest feels like a movie. Yeah. Uh, Wrath of the Dragon feels like a movie. Yeah. and it's Bojack like, Unbound feels like a movie. As much as I don't, like, I didn't really like Cooler's Revenge, it at least kind of feels like a movie. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't like either of the Cooler movies. Uh, yeah, fucking, oh, oh, God, what was I just about to say? The Dead Zone is really bad because it's like, A, it, it's, it's non-canon is all hell. It takes place before Z, so it, like, takes the impact of, like, all the stuff that happens in, like, early Z, because you see, like, Piccolo and Goku work together for the first time in Z, and it's like, oh, that's kind of cool. And then he works together in Dead Zone. And it's like, oh, that kind of robs from that. And it's also, also I like, think Garlic Jr. fucking sucks. Garlic Jr. sucks. And be thankful that you only watched the Dead Zone and not the anime filler arc that they spliced in between the Frieza and Cell saga. Oh, good. Because when I watched Dragon Ball Z for the first time, I didn't know that filler was a thing and I thought everything was canon. I'm like, oh god, this is, these episodes are so bad. Filler doesn't exist. Everything's worthwhile. Um, there is some good filler in TBZ. Like the famous... It's like in Bleach. I don't, I, I have, I've watched like the first 19 episodes of Bleach. After you told me we were watching Dragon Ball movies last week, I almost switched from Up on Poppy Hill to a Bleach movie. <laughs> I started it. I didn't finish it, but um, I had started, like, the... I don't know if it's a series or a movie, but whatever the live-action Netflix thing was. Oh, it was a movie. That one's good. Okay. I, or at least I like it. Like, yeah. I might check it it's out. It's goofy. I've, I, I've seen that whole arc in the anime. Okay. Uh, it, it's goofy as hell, but that's that's by that... Um, the director does, like, only live-action adaptations. Yeah. He did uh, that one I really liked. The one about the old man. Mm. <laughs> Superhero. Whatever the fuck that one's called. Oh. Uh, Inuyashiki. Yeah, yeah, Inuyashiki. I always want to... I'm like, oh, it, that's a... Inuyasha. Uh, no, not Inuyasha. I always want to call it, like, a real hero, but that's not what it is. That's the name of a play I did in high school. Man. But yeah. Yeah, but... Yeah, most Dragon Ball movies suck balls. That's also, true. I'm gonna be honest. I think I said this to you. I do not. I do not like the Dragon Balls. <laughs> yeah, I think, you, they, I think they like fall back. I think it's just lazy storytelling most of the time. Cool. Like maybe if they had a pretty big like, it's just 
you know, it's just it's just boring. Yeah, like I said, I feel like they did a much better job at like in the original Dragon Ball. At, I like, bet. Well, it just seems like it would be more impactful the first couple times, but it's just like, in, especially in the movies, it's like every other movie is like the beginning is like we try to be uh, Lord Slug. It's like I want to be young. <laughs> I forget which one it is, but in one of the movies we watched. Halfway through the movie, they summon Shenron, and they're like, we want to wish for this. And he's like, I can do that. Actually, fuck. No, I can't. Re- uh, it was in Fusion Reborn. Okay. Yeah. I was I couldn't remember which one it was in. And then at the very end, he's like, hey, do you guys have a wish? Because obviously, they just left him hanging. I, I, am a, I, I am a fan of the interaction between Shenron and Beerus in uh, Battle of Gods. Where he's oh. like, oh! You're here! Yeah. I've heard things! As much as I don't like it, I kind of like the interaction between uh, Icarus and Shenron in uh, Tree of Might. Icarus? What the fuck is Icarus? Icarus is this little non-canon dragon that exists. Is it only in the movies? He's in the movies, and he's in that Garlic Jr. Uh, filler saga I was just bringing up. What is... I remember why? because I hadn't watched... Dead Zone pre-watching that filler arc, so I had no idea, and suddenly Gohan has this dragon named Icarus in the show, which they had never established before, and I was like, where the fuck did this goddamn dragon come from? Did I miss an episode? I was so confused. I was like, what is this? But... Yeah, it's really funny, because, like, <laughs> all the movies, at least, uh, except, I think, Battle of God, or, like, pretty much all the movies are non-canon. Yeah. But some of them, like, it seems like they put some of them into the show, so I'm just like, what the fuck does that mean? I mean... Like, the, having Icarus randomly show up. Yeah. Or at the end of Wrath of the Dragon, it's like, here, Trunks, take my sword. <laughs> yeah, it's like... Like, that's, that's not how we got this one. Yeah, it's like, that would be cool, but he's technically from an alternate timeline, so that sword, it's a different Trunks. He won't grow up to be Future Trunks, so that sword is like... It's just sad, because Future Trunks is fucking awesome. I don't, I do not like Kid Trunks. Yeah, no, Kid Trunks is pretty awful. I also um, really, does Goten ever get older in Dragon Ball Z? Okay, uh, Goten... I'm not, I'm not a fan of Goten. Goten and Trunks, they both get old older in GT uh, but super retcons GT and it takes place like Battle of Gods time so mm. they're so still kids still. throughout like all of Super and stuff and I hope eventually they'll like work their way to the point where they're older because I think that would be so when I say Trunks is like one of my favorites I'm not referring to Kid Trunks I, I figured you meant Future Trunks um, in Super they do an arc where Future Trunks comes back and it is the fucking worst. It is terrible. It is... That makes me so sad. It is the worst fucking non-filler arc in Dragon Ball I think there might have ever been. In terms That's of like so what's sad. in the It's bad. It's like the Bar... I did watch the Bardock uh, sequel. Yeah. That thing. Have you seen it? I've seen the abridged of it. I haven't seen it's the actual so special. fucking... It also makes well, Bardock at least just from the special I watched. I'm like Bardock's a great character, at least from that special. And they like ruin his character within the first two minutes of the special because oh, yeah. he just immediately is a fucking asshole again. And I'm like, what just happened to the end of the special? Yeah. Well, he's like, oh, I really you know. Uh, it's it's sad that they kind of like retcon most of that special with. Um, Which is sad, because that special and the Trunk special are the only things that are, like, actually canon out of, like, the films. 
Yeah, like, uh, because I don't remember his name, but the, like, there used to be an animation director for, like, Z, uh, and he was the one who, like, made those, and he brought, like, his own kind of, like, unique voice to Z that really, like, brought a lot of, like, the aspects that weren't in the manga, like, more flavor. Uh, Concise storytelling. <laughs> yeah, but Z, Z uh, yeah, if you ever decide to go through the Dragon Ball franchise, don't watch Z, watch Kai, because it takes a 300-episode anime and, like, cuts it down into 120, because it cuts out all the fun. Kai came out like. Kai came out from, like, 2007 to, like, up until the point when uh, Japan had that really bad... 2011, yeah. Yeah, and then... The the, the earthquakes and the rolling blackouts. Yeah. That's a fun fact. We're going to be talking about those for Up on Poppy Hill. Yeah. Uh, and then it stopped, and then uh, right after Battle of the Gods came out, they announced, they're like, we're bringing Kai back for the Boo Saga, and then everyone was kind of like, oh man, once the Boo Saga wraps up, wouldn't it be fucking awesome if they did a new anime, and everyone was like, yeah, and then they're like, hey guys, we're doing a new anime. Everyone's like, yes, yes! And then the first 27 episodes were really bad remakes of the two movies, and really killed the momentum of the series. But, and then... Is the series still going? Kind of. Uh, the so, animation I've heard is pretty bad in the first couple of the first couple arcs. Yes. Um, so what I recommend doing to anyone who's like thinking, like, oh, you just know, watch the first two movies. Just watch the first them. two movies. There's technically like some like time, like in terms of like, because there's like a timeline, so like yeah. some of the dates will be off. But yeah, no, you don't need to uh, watch those movies. If anything. Watch those movies and then watch like maybe like a YouTube video that tells you what you're missing out on, which isn't much. Uh, but fuck, what was I gonna say? Uh, so Dragon Ball Super is really, really fucking weird because basically Toriyama, by the end of like drawing Z, he hated drawing manga so much to the point where he's like he would break out in rashes if he tried writing manga. So he's like, all right, yeah, I'm calling it a quits. Uh, because he just had such a hard time doing it. Mm. Uh, so years pass by, and then finally, you know, Dragon Ball's having that renaissance, and like Toei is like, "Please, Toriyama, please, won't you just? You don't even have to draw it; just write new Dragon Ball." He's like, "Okay, I can do that." So he starts doing that, but he writes very it it varies there's a lot of like information out there um, i don't have like all the facts in front of me but basically he would write notes mm-hmm. and he would give those notes to both toei who did the anime and toyotaro who is he like did this fan manga called af and eventually he got picked up to do the super manga and the super manga is really fucking weird because it adapts Battle of the Gods, skips Resurrection F, and then it starts, like, covering that new material. And I think that was kind of a wise choice, because Resurrection F is, like, fucking lame, stupid, get the fuck out of here. It's, like, good, but it's lame. Uh, it's, like, then, fun, but bad. And then, so, while you have to wait 27 episodes for the anime to cover new material, the manga is covering shit that happens after the Frieza movie. So it's like, oh, yeah... But then once the anime caught up with the manga, because the manga is not on a weekly schedule, it was on a monthly schedule. Oh. So the anime quickly surpassed the manga 
So once they got to the Goku Black arc, which is the arc that has future trunks that I was telling you is really bad. The anime and the manga have like the same general plot points, but everything else is like completely different because. So is the manga, is that arc better? I don't know. I haven't read it in the manga. I heard it's slightly better, but the general consensus, as far as I heard, is it's still not very good. Sad. Um, yeah. It's because it's just a bad arc because it's like Future Trunks comes back to the main timeline. He's like, I was able to handle Majin Buu, but um, there's technically like this really strong evil Goku in my timeline who is now just genociding all of humanity. And there's like a mystery aspect to it because they're like, whoa, what the fuck is this Goku? Because he's got like Kai energy and it, it's like this. He ends up, like, fusing with a Kai from that timeline named Zamasu, and it's like, ugh, it's just a big fuck. Oh, you know what character I also really do not like? What? Gotenks. Yeah, the good. fusion. It's just, it just looks creepy. Like, he just looks <laughs> creepy. I'm just like, why are they trying to make this kid look you, like You saw sexy? the kamikaze move in the Fusion Reborn, right? I'm trying to remember. I think you do. I think you see it when they're fighting Hitler. Yeah. <laughs> spoilers. Yeah, brief spoilers. Um, but yeah, I think we've generally BS'd about Dragon Ball. Dragon Ball enough. All right. And quick questions from Pierre. Oh, wait. I will say Tournament Power, which happens after that arc. Mm-hmm. Great. That's a great fucking arc. It's I got its problems. The tournaments. But it's great. It's more of a bad... It's a, they call it a battle royale on the show, and it, that's technically what it is because it's like one big I'm, stage. I'm always a fan of those types of things. But yeah, no, it's it's pretty good. Uh, I would say like if you ever are interested, maybe like check out the episode that that starts on and check that out. Maybe you might like it. It's like 40 episodes, so it might be a little less worth your time, but it's a good arc. Um, okay, a question from Pierre. Who do you think could eat more corn dogs, London or Thomas? London. You just sure about that one? I I I'd probably like eat two and be like, I'm full. I can't. I would say I can. Okay. And then, what is a better name for a pet? Mustard or salad? What's the pet? Let's say it's a cat. Mustard. I was gonna say salad. I would name a turtle salad. Because that's what they eat if it's domestic. What if they eat hot dogs with mustard? Is that healthy? Is that part of like, I don't know. a good turtle diet? Maybe. If I get any turtles, I'm just going to feed them pizza. Strict diet of pizza. Genius. Also get a rat. <laughs> oh, yeah, of course. All right. I'll just throw a kung fu book in the cage with That's, that's all the questions this week. <laughs> Epic. Uh, okay, so I'm going to go use the restroom, and then we'll talk about the Dragon Ball Z movies. Okay. Yeah. Welcome back to Dragon Ball Z. Budokai Tenkaichi 3. It's a good game. I actually have played it. That's a good fucking game. Supposedly, there's this really good uh, Game Boy Advance game uh, based on the original uh, Dragon Ball. Yeah, I played it. It's good. I, I played it like seven years ago on an emulator, so I don't really remember it, but I remember liking it. <sighs> okay, let's talk about Dragon Ball Z, The World's Strongest, 1990. Yes. All right, so Ulan and Gohan are 
Oh god, my fucking messenger is blowing up right now. Uh, Are you a fan of the pig man? Oolong? Yeah. Eh, he's alright. He's just kind of there. It, like, a he lot of things. as obnoxious as I thought he was going to be when I first saw him. I'm like, oh, he's actually just kind of, just kind of a guy. Yeah, uh, you like, a lot of the characters that kind of come off as like, eh, in Z, typically were better in the original Dragon Ball. Yeah. Ulan has always kind of been the character he is in most of these movies in Dragon Ball. Like, he's always been like the, ah, come on, why do we gotta do this? But, uh, he, he's alright, like, I don't really like, strongly like or dislike him. He's kind of a perv, but some are kind of so a few other characters. Master Roshi. Master Roshi's a big perv. And Krillin. Krillin's pretty pervy. He kind of, he cools down a little bit once he gets with 18, but... Yeah, because she just fucking murder him. Uh, yeah, that, I mean, 18 is like... Pretty cool. Like, peak. Like... Woman? Peak waifu, you know? Do you like, do you like 18? Mo- I don't like her big forehead. Dude, it makes me uncomfortable. <laughs> you are in the minority on that. Most of DBZ's fan base loves 18. Myself. I, I like her design fine. I just don't like her big forehead. Makes me feel uncomfortable. Oh, man. Have you seen her brother? 17? Yeah. Yeah, I watched History of Trunks. Oh, yeah. God, he's in that. Yeah. <laughs> what, what happens to him in the regular timeline when, when like, the androids aren't evil or whatever? Uh, he comes back at the end of the cell arc and then he basically uh he becomes a like ranger and moves to this island with a bunch of exotic animals and becomes like the protector of it and then in the tournament of power arc they bring him back and they make him the best fucking character i love him in super they like interesting because at least in history of the trunk in history of the trunks i was like not a fan of 17 at all yeah no he in that i just don't i and i also i just don't really like 17 or 18 as antagonists. Like, yeah. I like them fine as, like... They work characters. in Z when they're kind of, like, writing that middle line where it's, like, they're antagonistic at first, but they quickly are, like... In History of Trunks, they're just like, Look, we're committing genocide! Yeah. I, I really don't like the fact that they're, like, monsters in the beginning because it kind of can... They don't feel like that. It's, like... Yeah. I don't know. It's, it's hard to explain, and it's been, like, a fucking... Like eight years since I've watched TPZ, so it's not all like super fresh. Yeah, but yeah, it's like I don't know because they're like abducted by like Doctor Jero, who turns them into androids, and then like they like kill him, and then they like take over. I turn this up, god damn it! Uh, and then they like take over the world to spite him or something? I don't, I don't remember exactly what their motivations are for taking over the world. And it's like, that's kind of like my big problem with them being evil. It's like, what are your motivations here? Like, that you're just powerful and you can? I guess. But fuck. I don't know. But uh, in, they do fucking wonders with 17's character in Super. I was like, holy shit. I didn't like him that much in, like, Z, even. I was like, holy shit. He's got some good moments in Z. He's got a really, like, iconic fight with Piccolo. Hmm. Piccolo's the best. Piccolo is a great fucking character that kind of suffers from what a lot of the 
not Goku and Vegeta characters he's two, suffer he's from. two weeks later on. Yeah, because, like, once it gets to the Cell Saga, because before that in Z, they did a really good job at, like, balancing, like... Yo, Why can't I... Piccolo just get stronger, too? I don't understand. That's that's one of my big issues, is it seems like only the Saiyans have the ability to, like, get stronger. Yeah, they kind of make it apparent that, like, Saiyans just have that genetic thing where it's, like, the more fights they're in, the stronger they get. Uh, which really fucking buries the rest of the species. Which, and I can that's understand. my same problem with Bleach, and like it's always like the side character I really like, and then they just get buried power level wise. Like Chad, it happens the two the Chad and Bleach. Yeah. The same exact thing happens. And it's like maybe for like the characters like Tian and Krillin and Yamcha I could understand that for, but Piccolo's an alien, like it, yo, fuck his limitations. Yeah. It's fiction. He's an Yamcha's alien. Yamcha's cool. He's, I don't know why. I he, don't know why I like Yamcha. Yamcha. I like his eye scar. Yamcha in the original Dragon Ball is actually a pretty decent character, and I like him in that. But in Z... Mm-mm. What about Tien? Tien is fucking great in the original Dragon Ball. In Z? Mm-mm. He's got his moments in Z. Don't get me wrong. Like, he's obviously got a couple moments, but... Is he human? He is, <sighs> why does he have three eyes? He's, he's human, but... Like, every bit of, like, in material, so, like, from the original manga and, like, all the animes and stuff, they never state he's an alien. But in, like, this... Oh, I can't remember. It's like a data book that came out, like, a long-ass time ago. Like, back original Dragon Ball era. Oh. And Toriyama, he write, he makes shit up as he goes. So, take whatever Toriyama says with a grain of salt, even. Uh, but he said that, like... Tien was born on Earth, but, like, someone in his lineage comes from, like, an alien clan. Hmm. But I, I think most people generally are like, eh, fuck that. He just, like, opened his third eye through martial arts training. Which, yeah, I like that explanation a little more. Um, but... Jeez. Oh, Holy shit. Uh, my phone is blowing up. What's happening? Group chat. Group chat, everybody's like, okay. Okay, so World's Strongest. Fucking Pigman and Gohan, little child Gohan. I like Gohan's hat. Was he wearing the Dragon Ball hat? I don't know if he was wearing it at this time, but I, I like... I like Gohan's little Dragon Ball hat. I think I think that's a dead zone. That's a good hat. It's a nice little hat. I prefer good old Gohan, but... Kid Gohan, I actually don't mind. I, Most of the kid characters, I don't like at all. But Kid Gohan, I'm, I think I, I think it's because I like his relationship with Piccolo. Kid Go, um, oh, Gohan in general, I really like his character because he was the main character of Z. Because Dragon Ball was like Goku show, and they were from the Saiyan saga until like to the Cell saga. They were like building up Gohan. They're like, oh yes, he's. He's going to be the main character. Like, it was a soft build-up, and the Cell Saga saw that, where it's like, yes, he he is, like, the world savior now. And then the Boo Saga, they, they're like, all right, Gohan's an adult, and he's going to take care of this. And half of the Boo Saga, it's like, yeah, Gohan's the one. And then, like, you can see the exact moment where, like, Toriyama's like, Goku. Because there's, like, a part where, like, Goku is in, like, the other world watching Gohan fight, and he just, like, sighs, and he's like, 
you know, I'm, I'm glad for Gohan and all, but I kind of miss fighting. And it's like, here we go. Man, I don't really like Goku. <laughs> He's okay. I, I like Goku. I just, I just like Gohan so much more. I, I think Gohan is a better written character, and I... I like that Goku's, like, a bad father. Yeah. Like, I think that's... It's... Like, when I bring that up all the time, I think it's good storytelling to have Goku yeah, be, like, Goku incom- Because Goku's just pretty incompetent in general in his day-to-day life. Like, he... Like, he can only fight. <laughs> yeah, he... Here are some of the things about Goku where it's, like... Yeah, because he didn't want to get married. Like, he didn't... He had no intention of, like, starting this life. You know, this talk to- Or, not toxic. Nuclear family life where it's, like... Uh, you know, wife and a couple kids in a house. You know, he... Because he just grew up and he's like, I want to be strong. And then he met Chi-Chi when she was a little girl. And she's like, Do you want to get married? And he's like, What's that? Food? <laughs> and she's like, No... And then, like, when, like, at the very first arc, she's like, all right, well, you got to promise me that we'll get married one day. And he's like, yeah, whatever, or something. And then, like, at the end of Dragon Ball, they fight again. And she's like, you promised me we'd get married. I'll cook you a lot of food. He's like, oh, all right. So he kind of got roped into that. Like, it's kind of clear that he doesn't... He loves... I think he likes Chi-Chi. Like, he's obviously got some sort of feelings for her, but it's not, like, a romantic love. Because he's like, oh, God, Chi-Chi, you're always yelling at me all the time. And they ne- like, they've never kissed before. Like, that's something that's stated at one well, point fuck. in the series. They, they've had to have fucked, obviously, at least twice. Or, like, she just jerks them off, maybe. That is a strong possibility that I would find very believable, given, like, the context of Dragon Ball. But, yeah, no, she's always just, like, yelling at him. I think that line about never kissing comes from GT, so that technically might not be canon. <laughs> because Toriyama didn't write GT. But Alright, back to World Strongest. <laughs> yeah, so Dragon Ball Rabbit Hole. Um uh, that I when we were before this started, I'm like, I I guarantee we're just gonna start talking about Dragon Ball and it'll be like two hours later and we're like, oh we should probably talk about the actual Dragon Ball movie. Yeah, okay. <laughs> uh, we'll try to stay on track. So basically Ulan and Gohan looking for uh Dragon Balls in the Antarctic or somewhere like that. And meanwhile there is a scientist there who has found all the Dragon Balls. Named, I don't, uh, Dr. Cochin. Uh, he summons, uh, Shenron and he's basically like, yo, my other, like, mad scientist bro, Dr. Wheelo, he's, like, buried in this ice here. Can you, like, melt him out? So he's like, ah, yeah, sure. So he brings out Dr. Wheelo, and thus the movie starts. Uh, they're, like, attacked by the little Cybermen. Yeah. And then, uh, they're not really, I don't, they don't call them Cybermen, but that's totally what they fucking are. They look like, well, at least most, pretty similar. They, they're Cybermen with, like, little fucking face masks and... Um, yeah, so they're attacked and then Piccolo shows up to save them. Yep. Uh, Gohan and the pig man, what's the pig man's name? Oolong. Oolong? Yep. Oolong and Gohan, like, pass out. Piccolo, like, puts them down, and then suddenly he gets, like, attacked, and it, like, cuts away. Yep. You're like, what happened to Piccolo? 
But basically, uh, Ulon forces Gohan. He's like, look, you can't... Because uh, leading up to this, he was like, you didn't tell anyone we were coming out here, right? Because he, he just wants to be secretive about it. Uh, so he's like, you can't tell a soul that we came here. And Gohan's obviously feeling kind of guilty because he's like, well, I don't know what happened to Piccolo. Like, I hope he made it out okay. Uh, but while Gohan is, like, back at home and being punished because he won't tell his parents where he went for three days when he disappeared, Chi-Chi is obviously very like, ah, what the fuck? But Goku's like, ah, it's fine. He's a kid. Let him be kids because Gohan, or Goku literally was Tarzan when he was a kid, but, uh, he, uh, the Roshi's house on the island gets attacked by the Cybermen and Dr. Kachan or whatever his fucking name is. Let me pull it back up. Uh, uh, yeah, Dr. Kochi. Kochi. Uh, so basically, like, Roshi fights all the Cybermen, and then... He, like, beats the shit out of them, and he's like, fuck you. And then Coaching comes up, and he's like, hey, I knew it. You're the world's strongest. And then Roshi's like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yep, I am. So they go. And he's like, he's like, well, you have to come with me. He's like, fuck you. And he's like, well, look behind you. And then Bulma Bul- yeah, is there. And the Cybermen. Yeah. And yeah, she's like, like Vile, I'll come with you. So they go, and then they have, like, these, like, three super soldiers that they've been, like, working on. Yeah, they have, like, these bio people, pretty much. Yeah. And uh, they've each got, like, their own, like, kind of unique power. And Roshi tries to fight him, and he does okay, but he get, he end up... He, he gets, like, like, hit into, like, electricity and, like, fucking falls and faints. Yep. And Bulma's like, they you fucking idiots! Master Roshi may have been the world's strongest 50 years ago, but I know somebody way stronger now! And they're like, who? And she's like, yeah, Son Goku. And they're like, who the fuck is that? And she's like, you see that guy flying on a cloud towards your screen right there? And like, yeah. And she's like, well, that's him. And they're like, oh, fuck! Awesome! Cool, he's coming to her front door. So Goku, like, comes in, and meanwhile, uh, Gohan at home is like, well, I'm gonna go help Goku. Yeah, and he sneaks out. Yeah, and he sneaks out. He ta- I like how Gohan can fucking fly, yet he takes, like, a ship. And it's like, what are you doing? Man? Probably just tiring to fly. I don't know. I, I don't- mean, it, it definitely takes, like, some energy, but, I mean, they do it a lot in the series to the point where it's like, does it? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, maybe he put it on autopilot so he can nap. Maybe. That'd be a smart move. He's like, my mom's going to kill me if I don't finish my homework, puts it on autopilot and doesn't study. <laughs> Gotta play Minecraft. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, so, yeah. Goku gets there and he starts fighting these... He fights the first uh, guy solo and he's like a big like inflatable balloon guy who's like stretchy. Yeah, reminds me a lot. to punch him. It just like, it doesn't do anything. Yeah, reminds me a lot of like... Luffy, like, in, like, early One Piece, a lot of his moves kind of similar to that, because he's made of rubber. Um, and he does, like, the balloon, and he's stretchy and shit, but, uh, so Goku just goes for, like, a launch gut punch kind of thing, and just, like, stretches him out to his, like, absolute max, and then just kind of pops out of his stomach and goes through the ceiling upstairs, 
The other guy, the guy, he just like went through the stomach up. is like, and fucking dies. Yeah. And then he's, uh, Goku fights the other two and he's doing pretty well until they kind of get like a surprise, uh, combo attack on him that freezes him and shocks him or they shock him. And then the one dude freezes him and he's like quickly freezing. He's like, oh, I'm going to die. I'm gonna freeze or whatever the fuck he says uh, and then Gohan shows up and he's like we're here dad but funny thing about this scene so I didn't watch the Funimation dub for this one I watched this thing called the Ocean dub which most Dragon Ball Z fans if they're like very familiar with the dubs they'll probably have recognized that uh, it was the original dub for Dragon Ball Oh, for, like, English-speaking audiences. Are it those was, the ones without the uh, stupid Americanized uh, soundtracks? With, like, the heavy metal and the rock? Yeah. I'm um, pretty sure I did as well. Well, uh, Funimation has it. So, like, on most, re- on most if not all, releases, uh, they give you the option to switch between the soundtracks. So you can oh. choose either. So, like, yeah. Uh... Which, on their app, they don't do that. Wow, you... Uh, but... So, I watched the draft... So, I watched the Ocean dub. And the Ocean dub is... Really weird. It's got, like, a lot of different voice actors that voiced Goku throughout the years. And I I recorded this clip because I knew I wouldn't be able to find it on YouTube. But it was the funniest fucking thing. And I don't think we'll get fucking for having the audio of it, but I'll play it here. (laughs) I just like that translation a bit more. Hey, Daddy. Hey, Daddy. (laughs) Good shit. But yeah, so they kind of like distract the other guys while Goku goes into his Kaioken and breaks out of the ice. So. Kaioken! Yeah. And uh, yeah, then he beats those two guys up. Yep. And uh, he fights Piccolo. Piccolo comes out. Yeah, Piccolo's like... Uh, Under mind control. Yeah, he obviously has something on his head. And uh, Gohan goes up to him. He's like, Mr. Piccolo! And Piccolo fucking punches him in the face. Yeah, yeah, slaps him in the face. Why'd you do that? He's like, you are my son! Yeah, so Goku is just like, ah! You know, fights Piccolo for a little while. And then, while this is going on, Willow has already come out and been like, he's just this, like, giant brain in this, like, tank that's on the wall. And Roshi's trying to, like, save Bulma at this point. Or, it's Krillin. Krillin's trying to save Bulma at this point, I think. Krillin showed up with, uh, Gohan. Yep. I think. Um, yeah, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure he did. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, he, tra- he, he tries he to go through like the thing and it shocks him. He gets peed on in the first movie. Uh. <laughs> Dragon Ball really pandering to those piss fetishes. Yeah, no kidding. Um, so, he, uh, basically, Dr. Chichenko, I don't know his name. Kachan. No, Kachan. What? Kochi? Kochi, yeah. 
coaching. Um, he's like, oh, uh, you know. Uh, he's like, uh, I, like, you can't beat Dr. Willow. And then, like, Gohan starts getting, like, really fucking mad. He's like, this is all your fault. And Willow's like, yo, chill, don't upset this kid. This kid seems to have some untapped anger potential. Gohan starts screaming and everything starts breaking. So the dude's like, ah, I'm gonna... I mean, fuck the results and fuck my boss telling me not to do this. I'm going to do it. So Gohan's just like, ah! and then like the glass breaks and then, uh, Piccolo's okay. Yeah. The mind control like fades and, uh, yeah. Then everyone's just like, well, fuck. Krillin goes up to Dr. Cochin to try to fight him and turns out Dr. Cochin has a giant gun arm. Yes. And and almost like, kills ah! Krillin. <laughs> I mean, probably not. Go- Goku can take fucking bullets straight to the face, straight from episode one of Dragon Ball. But I don't know if Krillin can. They never, they never really. I can't recall any points where they state that Krillin is bulletproof. Ah, Krillin's the best character. He he's one of my favorite characters. I do enjoy him. I think he's extremely underutilized. I think he has a dumb haircut in two of the movies I watched. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so, uh, is it Piccolo who eventually takes out, uh, Cochin? Um, no, it's, uh, Cochin dies from, uh, Wheelow starts to be like, that's it. I didn't think I would have to do this and starts, like, going out of his yeah. shell and then, uh, Cochin falls. Oh, okay. I, I remember him uh, falling. I couldn't remember what was the catalyst for him. Yeah, so Dr. Wheelow's, his giant brain actually turns out to be a giant mecha. And as he's, like, coming out to yeah, reveal yeah. his mecha self, a uh, big, like big hole shows up in the ground and, uh, Dr. Cochin falls in. And, like, it's revealed that he's, like, pretty much all robot for a split yeah, second. Yeah, like, explodes and then he does. see it. Uh, I like Dr. Wheeler's design. It kind of reminds me of, like, a big daddy mixed with a xenomorph. Yeah, I like... A lot of uh, mechas, like, kind of look similar, but it, it has, like, its own, like, unique look, it's mostly. Like kind of, like, dark, kind of, like... Not grungy, that's not the term I'm looking for, like... I like how of, big and unwieldy it looks. Yeah. Um, yeah, so they're fighting... Yeah. Uh, and then... <laughs> and then he's like... Uh, he's, he's getting wrecked, though. He, like, starts wrecking them, but then Goku's like, you know, if I yell louder, I get stronger. <laughs> it's true. So <laughs> he, he breaks the off one of the arms, I believe. And then Dr. Wheelow disappears. And they're like, where is he? Because uh, Goku had fucking punched him into space. He had... Uh, he did a Kaioken... Kamehameha wave that launched him. Ah, yes. And then it cuts to space where Dr. Wheelow is about to fucking explode the planet. Yeah, he's like, I'm low on energy. I can make it to another planet. But first, let me destroy Earth and those puny humans that just fucked with me. So he, uh, he starts unloading his energy, but Gohan and Piccolo are, like, flying up there. And Krillin eventually, like, joins in uh, to, like, kind of buy more time while Goku... <laughs> Summons Goku goes the spirit. Everyone, I need your help. I need all the power of every human on earth. You better raise your fucking arms, boy. You better have lent Goku some of your energy. Oh, yeah, of course. 
That, this was such a goofy part. <laughs> because I'm just like, is this like in the subconscious of people's minds? Because they can't hear them. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's a point but, later in the series because it, it, yeah, he kind of just like takes it from the earth and like animals and people who are willing to lend it to him who are like aware of it. But uh, there's a point in the Boo Saga where he's like, I need a spirit bomb and I need it really fucking strong, guys. So I need to like telepathically link with everyone on Earth and just be like, hey, yo. So he telepathically links with everyone on Earth. He's like, hey, I'm inside of everyone's head here. I need you to just raise your arms and give me your energy. And everyone on Earth is like linked through this like line. So like one person's like, I did it and I felt like I just ran four miles. Don't fucking do it. And everyone's like, it's a government conspiracy. And then uh, Mr. Satan, who, like, everyone on Earth really likes, gets on. He's like, I need you to lend Goku your energy. <laughs> and then they're all like, oh, Mr. Satan. I'm a, I'm a big fan of Mr. Satan. Mr. Satan's pretty fucking great. I like his character, too. Uh, but, yeah, so Goku, you know, he's got the spirit bomb, little baby spirit bomb in his hand. He's like, it's warm. At least in the version I watched of it. It's warm. <laughs> it's warm. It's not that verbatim, but he does express, he's like, oh, the feeling of this is so warm. But then he like, he's like, all right, I'm tossing it up. So he just fucking tosses it up and it like slowly rises up into Dr. Wheelow. Or at least it looks slowly based on like how it starts traveling. In space. Oh, yeah, I it starts, but he, he, uh, Dr. Wheelow had thrown this giant fucking energy ball and it just starts like, it still it like stops it. It's like mom, mom. and then this and then little it cuts energy through. Just cuts through this big giant fucking field of energy, and then whacks him and does him in. And then yeah, they're just down there, they're chilling. Uh, Master Roshi comes down. And he's like, you know, there's one thing I did like about that weirdo fella. He thought I was the world's strongest. <laughs> and then Bulma was like, yeah, too bad he didn't. Take you for the useless old man that you are now. Ha ha ha. And then everyone laughs. And then, What'd you say? And then Piccolo starts like walking away or something. And like always. And then they're like, Piccolo, where are you going? Thanks for helping us. And then in the version I watched, I know it because I was watching a dual audio file. So whenever there was like a line where I'm like, mm, I don't think that was what they actually said. So I like switch over to the other dub for a quick sec to see what the line was. But uh, in the Funimation dub, he's like, oh, thanks for all your help. And he's like, thank go on. But in the Ocean dub, he's like, thanks for all your help, Piccolo. And Piccolo deadass turns around and goes, Gohan deserves all the credit. And it's like, oh, I don't know about that. He definitely, he deserves a slice of the pie, but I don't know if he deserves all the fucking credit. <laughs> he definitely- Gohan is the greatest thing to ever happen to me. <laughs> Quote by Piccolo. I mean, base. It's that's not a false statement. Yeah. Piccolo's cool. Piccolo is cool. Does I Piccolo wish. die in the cell arc? No. Does Piccolo die? Yeah, he. I mean, not permanently, obviously. Oh yeah, nobody. Does. Well, he does in GT. No. Uh, which I will say, Piccolo in GT, his like death is like the most unearned fucking thing ever. I can explain it in like thirty seconds. His entire arc in GT, uh, he does fucking nothing for like the first thirty episodes. Gohan gets possessed by Baby, which <laughs> I'm sorry, what? <laughs> Baby is this 
<sighs> it's basically just fucking cell, but instead of absorbing people, he uh, possesses people. It's baby. Uh, yeah, it's not the best, but uh, Piccolo shows up and he's like, he tries to like save Gohan for a second and then he gets like killed, supposedly, and then for the rest of the arc he's just gone. And at the very end of the arc, the Earth's about to explode. And Piccolo, like, stays behind on the planet, and he, like, telepathically commutes with Gohan. He's like, I'm, you know, uh, you know, I, I'm better off here. I'm sorry. But, uh, you know, you're my bro, and I love you, kind of deal. And then he, planet blows up, and he dies. And it's like, he did nothing in this series. Like, I want to feel, like, obviously, I feel, like, a little warm about it, because I have, like, the context of every other Dragon Ball series that established yeah. Piccolo up until that point. But, like, in GT, he did... Nothing. He did literally nothing. So is he alive in Super? He's alive in Super, yeah. Is that Retcon's GT? Yeah, that uh, Retcon's GT. It kind of looks like it's building towards GT at certain points, because, like, uh, Pan and, like, Bra are characters who, like, came in for... I guess they were technically in the last, like, little mini epilogue arc of Z, which is also, like, retconned by Super... But uh, they're being, like, born in Super. Like, you see, like, both of them, like, birth and grow up a little. So it's, like, they're they're obviously, like, keeping canon elements. And I think what they're trying to do is, like, take things that worked from their non-canon stuff. Like, what they did with Broly and kind of, like, trying to reinvent it for Super. Hmm. So I don't think that they'll build towards GT, but I wouldn't be surprised if they incorporated maybe a couple of GT concepts into the series. But, yeah, it's, it's, it's retconned, because I don't think anything in Super could have happened before GT and have it make any fucking sense. <laughs> All right. So what uh, what'd you think of this one? Uh, I really like this one. I do, too. Um, it's one of my favorite movies. I, I don't Ever. think it's, like, particularly, like... A fucking phenomenal or anything with the storytelling like it's it's still got like that Dragon Ball Z formula but it's done really well compared to all the other movies yeah. like the side villains they all have like unique powers and they don't necessarily I mean they are kind of throwaway characters but they don't necessarily feel that way like when they present a stop like a not a stopping point like an obstacle you know, it feels kind of realistic. It's like, oh yeah, I could see like Goku having trouble with these guys because he's obviously not at the point he is at like the end of Z yet, where he's just like fucking Superman strength. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, uh, I I like it. I really like the main villain. I like a lot of the side villains. Uh, I like the setting for this movie. I mean, it's other movies eventually like went on to. Super Android 13. Half like that, like, uh, Antarctic kind yeah. of setting, but this movie really kind of captures the atmosphere of it. It's, it it kind of like... I also like the arena uh, Master Roshi first fights in. Yeah. That was a cool... I like arenas a lot in anime. Mm. And I, I really like it because I feel like it kind of like rides the middle line between the tone of like late Dragon Ball and early Z, like just perfectly and it's like oh it's this little slice of nostalgia i like it 
It's a good movie. I was a fan of this one. Goku uses both the Nimbus and the Power Pole, which is like yes. fucking unheard of in like modern Dragon Ball and Z and onwards, pretty much for the most part. Occasionally, they'll and the like, Nimbus Cloud's so cool. Yeah, seriously. he surfs on it. Yeah, no, it's fucking awesome. And the Power Pole's cool. It is. And I wish that they would, like, bring him in more. I mean, I, I get they, it. I wish characters used weapons more. Goku can fucking break a planet with his fist now, but I would still like him to use the fucking power pole, because it's badass. Yeah. But, yeah. 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 Uh, I, I, like, my old score for it was a seven, but I think it goes down to, like, a six. I'm going to give this one a seven. I really like mm. this one. This was pretty fun. Pretty fun. Lots of fun. Especially because I watched a bunch of really bad ones before. Yes. I'm like, no, this one's really good. Yeah, no, this one's definitely a league of its own compared to the rest. Well, most of the rest. Uh, Fusion Reborn, though. Fusion Reborn. This one. So we have the early Dragon Ball, and now we're into the late Dragon Ball. Where everyone's fucking... Nonsense. And this movie starts in the middle of an anime-only filler arc. Otherworld tournament. And it's like... With Pecon. Pycon. Pycon. I don't like that guy. I don't like his face. Bothers me. I I get why. But uh, I I like his character. Uh, I thought he was one of the characters in Zio. I was like, oh, yeah, he's pretty pretty neat. Uh, But obviously he was anime only and... In the years since, he's kind of gone from the canon. So yeah, he's not. I don't think he's canon at all, from what I was reading. No, like he's not in Super or anything. Uh, and like, uh, like all these other Kai's that they like introduce in this arc, I'm pretty sure are like non-canon. So there's not like a, a South Kai and an East Kai and like all the different stuff. The I mean, the the main Kai we see is. They call him King Kai, right? But he is the North Kai, right? King Kai is the North Kai, and then there's, like, the Grand Kai, who is, like... So, like, the him being the North Kai, like, obviously... But his role... can infer that there is an East Kai and stuff, but they're not canon, like... Well, like, the Grand Kai isn't canon either. Oh. Like, that whole, like... Basically, everyone except for Goku and King Kai in that, like, arena setting in the beginning of the movie, all that's non-canon. Okay. Uh, they at, shortly after that arc, they introduced uh, the Supreme Kai, who is uh, they might call him uh, Kabito Kai if you saw him in any of these movies, because he fuses with this like assistant he has named Kabito. It's it's weird, uh, but yeah, he he kind of like is the actual like head Kai of the universe. Interesting. But yeah, he's weak as fuck. Like, he can't even stand up to Goku if he first meets him. And he's like, Goku, I need your help. And he's like, oh, okay. Everybody needs Goku's help. It's true. Until a fucking cat appears and beats the shit out of him. Yeah. He's like, hey, me and my uh, my blue boy over here, we're gonna teach you how to be strong. This is the strongest. Which, that is non-canon by the way that information that he like lays out at the very end of Battle of Gods where he's like oh yeah you're like the fucking second strongest person I fought all of that is like retconned in the super anime when they like remade the arc they like change it around and he's like yeah you're like the fifth 
strongest person I've ever fucking fought or something, and they kind of reformat the numbers to make sense within all the development they've come up since they did that. So that they can have Goku fight more people. Yes. So he can become Super Saiyan God Super Saiyan. No, they actually introduced this new thing called Ultra Instinct, which is pretty cool. Isn't that a Pokemon thing? Might be, I don't know. I don't. uh, I hate the names of the Super Saiyan forms. At least once they stop going with just numbers. I also, I don't like that they just keep going, Super Saiyan 2, Super Saiyan 3, and then Super Saiyan God, and then Super Saiyan God, Super Saiyan. Well, the reason why they did that is because GT had Super Saiyan 4. So they were like, oh. Why don't they just keep going 5, 6, 7? Well, because GT was retconned, and the Super Saiyan 4 is, like, so iconic. It's like, I'm sure you've seen it. It's like where Goku has, like, the pink fur and the long hair. Yeah, why don't they just bring that back? Uh, it wasn't what Toriyama wanted, I guess. I don't know. He looks stupid in Battle of God. He just has red hair. I, I disagree with you, but that's... He looks fine. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, basically they were like, yeah, plus it's kind of just getting annoying. So they changed it. So it's, yeah, Super Saiyan, uh, Super Saiyan God, Super Saiyan Blue, which is basically like Super Saiyan God with Super Saiyan on. And then, uh... There's uh, Super Saiyan Rose, which is only used by the like Goku Black, and then there's uh, Ultra Instinct, which is uh, not a Super Saiyan form, but it's like the best way to describe it is like Bruce Lee's quote about like feeling like water, essentially, where it's like you basically like move without thinking where you just kind of like rely on your instincts it's kind of like the point of it but like to a god's degree i guess i don't know interesting yeah i'm looking at the i'm looking at artwork of it yeah it's pretty cool i liked it um but uh yeah so fusion reborn uh so yeah pycon and goku are fighting in this little tournament and meanwhile. meanwhile, in Otherworld, King Yemma is just fucking doing his job, you know, approving souls or whatever he does. Heaven, hell. Yep. He's like, up, down, 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 up, down, down, up. Yes. And then it shows the souls being herded over to the fucking plane to heaven and the fucking dick smasher to hell. Yep. And King Yemma hears this music. He's like, that music's real loud. Get it off. So one of the, like the assistant demon spirits kind of goes downstairs, and there's like this teenage spirit who's like listening to like rock music on his headphones. He's like, "Yeah, whoa, skinny scab, yay, skinny scab!" And uh, he's like, "Hey, man, King Yemma's complaining about your music." He's like, "Oh man, I gotta turn it off." He's like, "Well, that you don't have to turn it off. Just turn it down, so he doesn't." You know, I was a I was a kid once too. He's like, "You're cool, man." Yeah. So he goes upstairs and immediately the kid just fucking fucks up. and He just wasn't paying attention to the, yeah. the, the big machine behind him that absorbs all the evil energy fucking overflows and breaks yeah. and explodes on him. Yeah, and then it turns him into Janemba. Who's like a big fat dragon baby demon thing. Yeah, it's got like a bunch of like udders and shit. Like it's, 
the really weird. Those others are scary looking. But yeah, this is like Janemba, Janemba, and then it like turns the spirit world into jelly beans. Yeah, it turns. Well, it turns like every fucking plane of existence into jelly beans. Yeah, and it's, then it's it just, starts like crashing into each other. Yeah, so and it Goku, cuts back to fucking Earth, or yes. I guess does that first. So Goku is like, oh, what the fuck? I guess this shit's going on. So him and Pycon, you know, go over to check it out. And they're like, what the fuck is going on over here? And King Yama's like, ah, there's a monster on the ceiling. And they're like, we don't see a monster. And they, like, kind of go up a little bit. And they're like, oh, wait, we fucking see that. Because he's giant. And he just kind of, like, pops his fucking giant head around. And they're like, ah! So Goku's like, wow, this guy seems pretty fucking strong. And Pycon's like, well, we should go about this kind of strategically. And he's like, ah, come on, let's just go in for He's like, Pycon, I need you to go break this jelly bean. Yeah. So, Pycon's like, yeah, you're just trying to have all the fun for yourself. And then I, if I recall, I think Janemba, like, shoots an attack at Pycon. And he's like, ah, fuck this. I want to go try to fucking break this jelly bean. Something like that. So, he goes, and uh, I'm just going to explain this now, because I'm probably going to get caught up in explaining the Goku plot line and forget. Meanwhile, it keeps cutting, like, throughout the show or movie, it keeps cutting to Earth. Yeah. Where, um... All of the the villains from hell cross over. Yeah, including Hitler. Hitler's there. It looks like the fucking, uh... Dracula. Yeah, Dracula's there, uh, like... Oh, what were those, like, fucking knights that, like, the Nazis kind of, like, took inspiration from? Oh, uh, there were, like, there were some, like, Templars of some sort. Yeah. I can't remember what it was. I can't remember, like, what they're called, but they're in the beginning of uh, the church. They're the, yeah, that's what I was about to bring up. Yeah. Uh, um, and Frieza shows up. Yeah, Frieza shows up. And, and Gohan one-shots him. That was the best. I feel like that's my favorite part of the movie. Yeah, no, that that scene for a long time up until, like, Frieza came back into the can and was like, yeah, Frieza's garbage. Look at this, how we power scale. Relevance. Oh, that that was uh, in that in that special, the Dragon Ball Yo or whatever. Yeah. Um, that was my favorite line because there's, like... <laughs> Yo, Sunday when his friends. They talk about uh, the the two guys that are there. They're like, oh, they were on par with the Ginyu Force, but now they're as strong as Frieza was. And Goku's like, huh? On the grand scheme of things, not very strong. They'll be perfect for the kids to fight. Yeah, exactly. And then Goten and Junks go out and fight them. <laughs> but uh, yeah, because they can go Super Saiyan. And it's like, oh, yeah, that's kind of the qualification to beat Frieza. At least at that point in the canon it was until, uh, I don't want Does Resurrection F pretty, like, power him up pretty harshly? Do you want me to explain how, or do you want to save the surprise? Uh, I'll, I'll, I'm probably watching it today, so, please, I'll, you know. I'll save it for you. It'll be a stupid little treat where you'll hear how Frieza kind of powers up, and you'll be like, fucking really... He eats bananas. <laughs> but, uh... And it also... I'm, I'm just gonna say it contradicts information earlier in the series where it's like, this doesn't make any fucking sense. But, anyway. Perfect. So... Yeah, all that's going on. Uh, Goten and, like, Trunks are fighting Hitler. Gohan and Videl are, like, taking out as many uh, other bad guys as they can of a higher caliber. Yeah. And, yeah. So that's going just, on. It just cuts back to that, but the main story goes is in the other world yeah, with and then Goku. Picon figures out 
the way to break this jelly bean because he's trying to punch in it, energy beams, nothing's working. He's like, are you stupid fucking jelly bean? And then it like breaks a little. And he was like, I just hurt your fucking feelings. What the fuck? He tries it again and it works. And he's like, oh great. And then like Janemba tries coming at him and he does like a little like, that might be later. I think it's a little later. But, uh, is he still fat Janemba when that happens? I can't fucking remember. I think so. Uh, but yeah, so Goku is basically fighting Janemba and it's, he's doing all right. Like obviously Janemba kind of has the upper hand, but Goku's holding up fairly well. And then he lets loose a bunch of little Janembas that all just, Goku's like, ah, this is great. And then he quickly gets fumbled. He's like, oh shit, I got to step up. Yeah, just game. like a hundred Janembas are like, Janemba, Janemba, Janemba. Yeah. And so he goes Super Saiyan 3, and he starts kicking ass. And then Janemba really doesn't like that, so he fucking transforms. Into... Janemba. Is it Janemba 2, or does he have a new name? Or is this it is Janemba's Janemba? final form. It's like, Frieza has, like, four different forms. Cell has, like, three different yeah, forms. Yeah, but I don't they have different... Like, the last form of Cell, isn't it called Perfect Cell? Like, don't well, they he, have, like... He's got, like, his stages of perfection, yeah. Like, isn't, does, isn't Frieza... Doesn't he have names? I know Boo has a bunch of names. Boo, Boo's a bit different. Boo has like they're te- they're kind of like different Boos because they like absorb different people and like gain different personalities. Yeah. Uh, but Frieza, Frieza's like you know it's just like ah these are this is first form Frieza, second form Frieza. Third form, Frieza! Final form, Frieza! And then in the new stuff, it's, I am Golden Frieza! I like your Frieza voice because it reminds me of the, um, the antagonist in the Fairly Odd Parents. The one that's trying, the Professor Crocker? Crocker. Yeah, Mr. Crocker. <laughs> Did it sound like that? At least when, once you said, like, the final form, it's like, fairies! <laughs> oh. <laughs> but, yeah, so... Yeah, so, yeah, this is Janemba. I don't think he has any other name. He has a cool sword. My favorite, oh, my other favorite part about this movie is the... I like the little cube thing. Yeah, the dimension shifting yeah. Janemba does. He does this, like, uh, Goku, Saiyans, they, they have this ability, or I guess it's like everyone in the world can learn it, I guess. Uh, what is it? Uh, instant transmission, where they just kind of, like... Yeah, Go- Goku, point. anyone can learn it, but Goku landed on a planet full of people who knew it, and they taught it to him, and then Goku just never taught anybody else. He's like, no, it doesn't mind. This is the thing I'm going to hang over all your heads. On top of my Saiyan lineage. Goku's a bit of a dick. He is. <laughs> That's not a false Bit of an statement. asshole. He just um, wants to fight But Janimba guys. has this ability where he, like, he, he teleports as well, but every time he does, he, like, kind of, his body, like, shifts into, like, cubes and then, yeah, like, and dissipates. Like, really colorful. Yeah, those are really cool. Like, that's that's my favorite effect in this movie. Yeah. Like, there's some good animation in this movie, but that's probably my favorite part. Yeah. Uh, so, this new form is uh, kicking Goku's ass. Yeah. But then his good old friend Vegeta shows up because he's dead at this point in the series. And, and he's been in hell, right? Yeah, he goes to hell. Because he's a war criminal. Yes, he is. Responsible for genocide. <laughs> Probably. Oh, dude, genocide is understatement. Yeah. He destroyed planets. He is yeah, that's. A, I think that may be one reason worse that I'm him. just like, I'm just like, I just, maybe that's one reason I can never really get down with Vegeta. 
I can understand it, but it's definitely like part of his character arc transforming from that monster he's he like, to be. Whoa, into. maybe killing trillions of people isn't good. Yeah, he's like, what the fuck? <laughs> and technically, if we go by Team Four Star rules, Wh- why would you ever go by Team Four? Because their logic makes sense with how the wishing was worded. Because at the end of the Frieza saga, they're like. But we wish anyone destroyed by Frieza or Frieza's force back to life. So technically, if you take that, like, super literally, when Vegeta was killing all those people, he was under Frieza's reign. Therefore, he would have been part of Frieza's force. Therefore, everyone Vegeta would have killed would have come back to life. But I don't think that's the canon case in the actual series. Vegeta felt bad. Why didn't he just get all the Dragon Balls and wish them back himself? I don't think he feels that bad. Exactly! <laughs> That's what I'm saying! I mean, he... He, uh, he, he, trans, he transforms. He's like... Yeah, but he's still like, I, I won't kill people from this point on. But I don't care that I killed people before. Yeah, there's like a filler arc in the anime where like they trap... Him and Nappa like stop on this planet full of bug people and they end up like just destroying the whole fucking planet. And it's like, oh my god... <laughs> But, uh, yeah, so Vegeta shows up from hell and he's like, hey, you know, they let me out to help you. He's like, oh, great. Awesome. It's been a while, Vegeta. I love you. And Vegeta's like, Kakarot, my pride does not allow me to uh, reciprocate your love. So maybe I would have liked Dragon Ball more if there was like some gay characters. I mean, they're, they're like arguably gay characters, gay. but they're kind of like, they're not legitimately gay, I mean, they're like, just feminine characters. I just kind of wish that, like, Goku and Vegeta fought. Oh, you and the rest of the fan base. <laughs> I just kind of wish that, like, Mr. Satan and Goku just... <laughs> I just kind of wish that Goku and... Everybody above the age limit of the Dragon Ball friend group would have a big Dragon Ball origin. You know what? They can just grab the Dragon Balls and they can wish all the children characters to be of age. That's the creepiest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> Holy fuck. I took the bit too far. Whoa. I thought you were going to say, grab the Dragon Balls so they can summon Shenron and his giant dragon penis. They're like, hey, Shenron, call your Namekian brother Parunga over here. Parunga is way fucking bigger than Shenron. So, like, Shenron's like the little brother? I mean, technically, they're not, like, actually brothers, but they're both... They're like brothers. (laughs) I mean, they're, they're like, Namekian, but, like... It's it's like... I don't know, it's kind of like... The best way to describe it is, like, the difference between... Like, Americans and the British it would be, like, kind of, like, the comparison, maybe? Because it's, like, Namek originated, like, the Dragon Ball technology, and then when Kami traveled to Earth hundreds and hundreds of years ago and became, like, the Earth's guardian, he created, like, his own version, uh, like, a smaller, weaker version of the Namekian Dragon Balls for Earth. But, yeah. So, oh fuck, where were we in the plot? Oh yeah, Vegeta shows up to help. Vegeta kind of sucks. Yeah, he's because he's, he's like, 
they, I cannot train! Because yeah. he doesn't have, like, a body. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so he hasn't had a body. Kakarot, Mr. Goku's like, you know, it's pretty impressive that you can do this when you don't have a body. You're so strong, Vegeta. Yeah, and Vegeta's like, shut the fuck up, Goku! And they, they fight him, and they just kind of are sucking ass. And Goku's like, you know what we must do? We have to combine? And G- Vegeta's like, I don't want to be inside you. Yeah, and he's like, ah, come on, we can do it. I mean, I think fusions are pretty close to gay sex. Yeah. Maybe that's why I'm so uncomfortable when Goten and Trunks combine. Yeah, I mean, we can go by, like, Steven Universe standards where they literally, like, kind of equate fusing to, like, sex and relationships and... How it's like, whoa, you know, you fused with the wrong person. That is a bad, like, fusion. I don't know however they say that. It's been a few years. I guess it hasn't been a few years. It's been a while since I've watched any Steven Universe, though. Anyway, so... So he does eventually convince Vegeta to combine. Yeah, he's like... He's and then like, he gets... Vegeta gets pissed because they have to do a little dance. He's like, what? We're warriors, not ballerinas! And Goku's like, come on, Vegeta! So they fuse, but their fingers don't align correctly the first time, which leads to fat fusion. Is that what it's called? Is that the canon name? That's not the canon name for it, but that's, I mean, I don't know, that's what I'm calling it now. Because one of two things will happen when you fuck up a fusion. You'll either turn out really fat or you turn out, like, very skinny. Ugh. But yeah, so they turn fat the first time and they like go and they try to fight and he's like, he's really good at like the defense, so he's not very good at being offensive. So he's like dodging all of Janemba's hits, but he's like just like tooting in his face and shit, not really like getting any good strikes back. So they like, eventually it gets to the point where it's like, they're like, oh, our time's running up. We need to like, cause they have to wait 30 minutes after they fuse before they can like defuse and try again. So, like, right as they're about to get hit with an energy beam, they, like, fucking split. And then it misses them. And then they, like, fucking run off and they try to fuse again. Right before they they get attacked and then... And then uh, Pycon comes out and I'm pretty sure this is the part where he's like, Fuck you, Janemba, you nerd! And then Janemba's like, Because, you know, obviously insults hurt him. I guess his negative energy cancels out his negative energy. I don't fucking know. I don't get the logic behind that. But, uh, so, yeah. Uh, they successfully fuse and basically, like, one-shot Janemba after that. Yeah. And then he just fucking turns to dust. Yes. And then, uh, yeah, they, like, defuse and Goku's like, Bye, Vegeta! Enjoy going back to uh, it just goes back to hell. Like, okay. And, uh, yeah, like, everything on Earth is fine. Uh, they, like, beat up all the villains, and everyone's, like, back in their correct dimension, and they're flying home, and Trunks and uh, Goten are like, yeah, we saw Videl and Gohan kissing. <laughs> we killed Hitler. <laughs> yeah, that too. <laughs> but, yeah, so... And I, I th- yeah, I think that's generally the ending. I don't remember the exact... Well, the thing is, with a lot of these movies, they just like... Oh, I, I remember the exact ending point, because we talked about it earlier in the podcast. About a point halfway through the film, uh, Bulma and Roshi were like, oh, we're going to like have the Dragon Balls, and we'll just like wish... Uh... Was it Bulma and Roshi? 
Or was that... Maybe. Might have been Gohan, Pan, Videl, and... All I, don't, of them. I don't fucking remember. Did I say Pan? No. Pan's not alive at this point in the canon. Jeez. Too many Dragon Ball characters. <laughs> there are a lot of Dragon Ball characters. So, yeah. Uh, somebody wishes him halfway through the movie, and he's like... They're like, close the dimensions between worlds. And he's like, okay. Actually, wait, no, I can't do I that. Cannot, I can do anything. Wait, I cannot do that. It is beyond my power. And he's like, do you guys have a wish? And then we never get the climactic wrap-up to that scene. And then the movie ends with him going like, hey, any of you guys got a fucking wish? Come on. I want to go home. Yeah. <laughs> fucking me and Shenron, dude. I feel he's my spirit animal. He's just always like, what the fuck do you want so I can leave? This one was okay. Yeah, I, I, I like this one. I liked it a lot more before the Broly movie came out, but they kind of like took, like, now you can see what I mean by the new Broly yeah. taking the old Broly movie and this movie and yeah. Making them into a really good new Broly movie. Yeah. Because, like, my general complaints about this one, I think it's very fun, really enjoyable to watch, but it's a very simple movie, not heavy on the plot. And my biggest complaint is that, like, once he does achieve his, like, actual fusion, it's over. It's just like, yeah. And I, I like that in the Broly movie. They build up to it, and they do it, and... Uh, They're still having to, like, fight with their all, kind of yes. thing. Not just like, oh, I'm the strongest thing in the world now. <laughs> yeah, that's that's my issue with a lot of these movies. Um, I also... Uh, the scenes with PyCon yelling at the jelly bean were uh, numerous. Yeah. There was a lot. I was like, oh, we and, don't need uh, to cut to it this much. Yeah, it was it was pretty annoying. You got the point after the um, first time. Even even just... the human stuff, like on Earth stuff, I think cuts to it just a little too often. I yeah. think it breaks up the pacing of like the Goku Vegeta stuff a little too much, um, and it ends too abruptly as well. Yeah, <laughs> which all oh, I think like all the movies do. I'm just like, what the fuck? Write it, write a two minute ending. Yeah. It's like, come on, it's not that oh, fucking hard. Come on. But this one was okay. Like, there were there were decent parts. And there was some really fun animation on the fight scenes. I, I just wish the fights had gone on longer. Yeah. I gave this one a five. I also gave this one a five. That means our average is, is a five. five. Whoa. All right, let's talk about From Up on Poppy Hill by Goro Miyazaki. Hayao Miyazaki's son. He's mean to. Didn't he write this movie? This was based on a um, a manga. I know. I, 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 I thought I had heard that he was like prepping to make this movie and then he kind of like shifted it over to his um, son or something like that. I think like so. That. Let me make sure. Yeah. Because this is the first movie I've seen from. Yeah. Hayao Miyazaki wrote this. Okay. This is the first movie I'd seen from his son. What's his name? Goro Miyazaki. Goro. The only other thing he's made is uh, pretty much the. Uh, he's got like tales of the Earth, tales from Earthsea. Yeah, he's which got is like a TV mystery. series that's like I think like twelve episodes if I remember correctly, and then he's got the two movies. Yeah. Uh, which this is the first thing of his I've seen, and I liked this. I did too. I mean, I I did I wasn't like in love with it, but I thought it was pretty decent. Um, Yo, Goro Miyazaki's also a landscaper. <laughs> oh, cool. Neat. Uh, oh, 
because he was reluctant to follow his dad's career. Probably because his dad's mean to him. <laughs> yeah. Well, when I don't know much about their relationship, aren't they like kind of estranged? Like they, he didn't grow up. Like, hey, yeah. Like I, I thought it was like like a son that he had had, and then kind of like later in life was like, hey, yeah. hey, what's up, man? I don't know that for sure. Take that with a grain of salt. Uh, that's just something I think I remember hearing, which kind of makes it. It's like, oh, dude, rough. Yeah, he did Ranja the Robber's Daughter, which was 26 episodes. Ah. Hmm. But, yeah. You want to take the reins on? Yeah, so this movie takes place in 1964. Um, There's a lot of... uh, A lot of the film has to do with, like, remnants of the Korean War. Um, The main character's uh, dad... Did he die in the Korean War? Yeah. Or, oh, he went... He, nobody knows where he is. Like, it's it's pretty heavily implied he died, but, like, they never found the body kind of thing. Oh. That's why sh- she always puts up the flags. Mm, okay. Um, did you watch the subbed or dubbed? I watched... Uh, subbed. Oh. The, I watched it dubbed and the, uh, the main uh, guy in it. Mm-hmm. It's Anton Yelchin. <laughs> so I was really sad oh, the whole time. I kind of wish I had watched it. Dunham. It's good. Uh, not the, the Jeff Dunham's also a character. What the fuck? Uh, they, they, the, st- the cast is super weird. They got Bruce Stern. They always get like really unconventional voice acting casts for like... the And sometimes movies. it works super fucking Sometimes well. it works really well. Um, there are some times where it's like... I like the the two main the two lead characters in this for the English dub. Some of the other dub work wasn't super great, mm. um, but it was overall pretty good. Anton Yelchin is a dream. No. <laughs> yeah, my boy. Okay, so this movie takes place in 1964 uh, about some high school students. Yeah, I don't remember their names. Hold on, I don't either. <laughs> I. Like, I liked this movie, but I watched uh, three movies that I personally would consider to be much better in terms of, like... I get that. Romantic... Uh, Umi and Shun, I believe. Shun and what? Umi. Umi. So, Umi's this girl. She's living in a boarding house with, like, some... I think her grandma and... uh... Yeah, and it's, like, the kind of, like, adopted sisters, like... They're not like her blood sisters, and uh, her mom's in the U.S. currently. Mm-hmm. So, and she's doing pretty much all the work. Like, she wakes up, she makes breakfast for everyone. She's and then she goes off to school. Yep. Um, and at school, she's you know just she's she's just living her life. She's just kind of like a regular student. Um, and she sees this this guy who's like, well, we the poet. Because she gets to school that day, and someone's like, hey, I think this poem is about you, because the school paper was published with this poem. Oh, yeah, About the flag girl. Yeah, that's right. And she's like, what the fuck? There's a poem, because it shows her she raises raising the flags these flags, morning. and it doesn't explain why, really. I know like, yeah. I already said it, but not fully. Um, so there's this poem that's about her. Um, and oh, flag girl, oh, flag girl. Where art thou? I don't know. I can't remember what the poem was. Uh, did it, is that why she went and saw him? 
Or went to that building? Uh, I, I, I think she had, like, kind of, like, suspected it was him. But I, I uh, think it was, like, a mix of a lot of things, because her sister had kind of, like, nagged her to yeah. go to the building. So I feel So like she ends up going to this building on campus. Well, we skipped the part where he jumps off the roof. Yeah, but that's at that building. It's out, oh, outside of it. She, she was just, like, eating lunch during that scene. And then he jumps off the building. And then her sister comes oh, that's up right. later with a photo of him. And she's like, he's so cool. We gotta that's go so get his sex. and uh, sex. Yeah. Oh. Uh, so, yeah, he jumps off. He's randomly at lunchtime. He's like, like a bunch of the we boys. gotta like, save the Latin Quarter. We gotta save it. And then he jumps off of uh, a building into, a, like, a tiny pool. Yeah. And then she goes up and gives him her hand and helps him out. Yeah, and then some people take a picture and she gets, like, kind of, like, flustered and, like, drops his hand and, and goes back. off. Super aggro while she eats her lunch. Yeah, but then, yeah, so they get a picture. She's like, you gotta go meet him. He's sexy. Yeah, so her, like, little sister's like, yeah, we gotta go meet him. And then so they go to this thing called the clubhouse, which is, like, this place on campus that is a house that has all the different clubs in there. And uh, it's kind of, like, facing, like, oh, yeah, it's going to shut down. It, it's the clubhouse of the Latin Quarter. Yep. Um, and it's this, like, really tall building, and it's all run down. I really love the design of this, like, look. Like, uh, yeah, the, I was the building like, itself, I'm like, this is fun. Yeah, I'm like, this is fun. I'm like, I, there was a part of me where I'm like, maybe, like, the, like, added little rooms, because you'll see, like, all these, like, just wooden planks, like, little, like, clubhouses that they obviously, like, built after the building was uh-huh. built. I was like, maybe that's a touch too far, but I was like, yeah, it's a fun kind of unique yeah. design. I like it. There's like a guy. They they start like Full climbing up to club. go. Yeah, they start climbing up to go to see him who, because he's part of the archaeology club. I think he's like the lead. It has like multiple names. They're like the archaeology club, the literature club. And they're like switching back. But they, they start climbing and they encounter this guy who comes out of this like little shack he built. Yeah. And he's like, are you here for the philosophy club? And he has giant fucking wide lips. Yeah. Like his lips stretch like across his entire face. And he's huge. He looks like he's like seven feet tall. Yeah. He's like, we can start with existentialism. And they're like, no, we're kind of here for the archaeology literature. And he's like, Fine. No, he's not, like, fine. He's like, no, you're going to stay here. But then, like, some other person comes and is like, come join my club. And they kind of start arguing. And then the two girls, like, they're like, oh, this is our chance. And they run away. Uh, so, yeah, they eventually make it upstairs to that room. And uh, the sister, like, goes up with, like, the picture. She's like, can I get your fucking autograph? And he has, like, a broken hand. Yeah, and he's like, uh, yeah. I got the shaving. Yeah. So he, like, signs it. And he's like, okay. And then, uh, the, there's, like, two dudes in there. There's, uh, it's Umi's the girl, and what's the dude's name? I think his name's, like, Shun or Shun. Sh- I'm gonna call him Shun, because that, that'll probably be easier for me to remember. Shun. Like, Shun. he's got his shoes on. I guess Shun is a real word, and I could probably remember that, but Shun is goofier. So Shun, it sounds goofier at least yeah. to me. Um, so Shun is in there with like one other guy who helps him run the club, and the other guy like takes the sister out, and they're kind of like lightly flirting. But it, I don't. That doesn't really go anywhere. 
Yeah, it's just kids, you know, flirting. Yeah. Like normal. So, um, Umi is like, oh, you know, can we help with anything? He's like, yeah, you can help with some, like, the lettering and stenciling. So she does, and she's kind of, like, just quietly admiring him. And then he's like, he's so hot. Yeah. He jumped off a building. And then uh, she, you can tell that she kind of suspects that he's the guy who wrote the poem. Because before he jumps off the roof, he was staring her down. He's, like, dead eyes locked. So there's been a lot of insinuation that this is the dude who wrote the poems. And uh, she doesn't work up the nerve to ask him yet here. But uh, kind of gets to the point where the dude's like, oh, you know, we've got the, uh, it's not the debate. They've got like some sort of like meeting. So she's like, oh, it's that late. So she has to like run home and she's super flustered. And she's like, I'm going to make curry tonight because I wasn't here soon and I can make that fast. And then she's like, look, and she's like, I don't have the shit to make curry. So she goes into her room. And she's like, hey, brother, hey, sister, you want to go to the market? Pick me up some shit for curry. And they're like, no, he's the like, show started. No. He said, she's like, at first she tells her brother, she's like, I need you to go do this. And he's just like, the, the dub for this is pretty good. Cause he just like, he just like stares at her for a second and just goes, no. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, and then she's like, sister, can you? And she's like, but my show just started. Yeah. So she's like, ah, oh, fine. So she goes to her other sister who was like chopping vegetables. And she's like, can you put the rice on in 10 minutes? I'll be back. So she starts. And her like, sister's like, oh. Um, okay, I'm shopping and rice. It seems like she, like, can't it's like do more than one thing. Where she's like, oh, fuck. <laughs> Shit, where do I put this? So she goes to go get the meat. She's gonna, like, run, but fucking Shun mm. drives up on his fucking little moped or whatever. Yep. And he's like, you wanna ride? And they go super fast. Yep. There's like, Burr! So he takes her to the grocery store where she buys groceries and then she goes and it's not like a store it's like a little like stand and he goes to the stand next to it and he like picks up a couple of treats and she's like where do you live and he's like I live far away from here which not I mean he doesn't say that he's like I live at this point and she's like oh wow that's pretty far from here he's like yep and he gives her a treat and he's like alright bye and he leaves and then she's like eating her treat she's whacking back she's like that was fucking lovely he's like I don't want to fuck that guy She's like, oh, man, just... I hope nothing comes out about him that makes me not want to have sex with him. Yeah. And then, guess what? Something comes out... <laughs> yeah, so... Uh, well, not quite yet. There's a little bit more yeah. build up before it gets to that point. So... Um, we... Let's see, she gets home, she makes the curry or whatever, probably, I don't even know if they show that, but she's obviously super into this boy, uh, she goes to school the next day, and she just starts, like, hanging around at the clubhouse and helping him out with the paper, and, uh, basically he's like, yeah, we're trying to save the clubhouse, but we don't know how, and she's like, well, this place is a fucking mess, have you thought about cleaning it for starters? And he's like, ah, we can't, because, uh... There's, like, this underlying subtext to the film where they keep talking about, like, uh, basic, basically kind of, like, the divide between, like, the modern times and history and how you should, like, go about treating history, whether you should respect it or whether you should kind of, like, disown it. I'll kind of explain deeper on that once we explain the full plot, because I've kind of got some thoughts on that. Um, but, yeah, so he's, like, 
yeah, you know, this place is part of our history. We want to preserve it. And, like, all the guys say, like, the mess is part of the history, you know, all the dust. And she's like, well, that's kind of bullshit. We clean this place and uh, kind of fix what's wrong with it a little bit while keeping the good old stuff and uh, yeah. maybe get this place saved. So they start this big grand plan and montage where they clean this place. And I think it's around this point where she finds, like, her sister's old like work and she's like oh wow my sister got all these great test scores he's like oh wow let me see and he sees like the picture because he shows her the picture and she's like it happens in the scene right I think so yeah for some reason I keep thinking it happens a little later I think like there's a picture of her her dad with two like navy buddies. Yeah, there, there's like a couple little things that we might have skipped over because I remember there's like the scene where she's like, they like come over to her house for like the little party. Is it here where he sees the? Picture? Yeah, that's it. Yeah, okay, that makes more sense. So they see these test scores and they like kind of touch hands. That's what it is. Like, and she's like, she's like, oh, and he's like, oh, I got a boner. Yeah, but basically they go and they meet with like the like mayor or whatever he is. I don't remember his position. But I don't know what. High some kind of businessman. Yeah, he's like, and they're like, please, so they like wait for hours. They're like, please, come see it. He's kind of a perv who likes a Umi. He's like, he's like tell me about your dad. She's like, well, he, he died. Yeah. Well, he, he was in the Korean War and he was on a ship one day and never came back. Like, so I raised the flag every day for a safe return. He's like, oh god, that's so fucking hot. You're turning me on. But, uh, he's like, so he's like, oh, you're great. Well, I guess I'll come check out the place. So he goes and he checks out the place. No, he doesn't go out and check out the place yet, but they arrange it. Then it's the house party where he sees, like, the picture and he's like, he sees this picture and he starts acting weird. He's like, oh, what the fuck? And he kind of gets quiet and he just kind of distances himself from her. And then his friends are like, are you okay? And he's like, I'm fine. And he... We see a bit of his home life throughout the movie. He's, like, got, like, a dad who's pretty, like, seems emotionally disconnected, like, pretty distanced. He uh, seemed like a nice guy. Just he, they, he they just like don't, a, they aren't super close. Yeah, it's kind of the gist I got. Because, like, up until, like, the end, you're like, ah, oh, this guy seems kind of like an asshole. But by the time you get to the end, you're like, oh, he's kind of a sweetheart. An emotionally distant sweetheart, but a sweetheart. Sounds like Thomas. Uh, that's kind of true. I can't deny it. It's, I'm just antisocial. But, uh, yeah, so... So his up, dad his dad tells him about how he was adopted by the woman, the girl's dad. Yeah, the girl's dad. He's like, yeah, he brought you over one day. And uh, your mom couldn't put you down. And quickly, I was like, mm, yeah, okay. And then he, he eventually confesses this to her. He's like, we're brother and sister. We can't. And she's just like, <gasps> and then so, she's all really sad. She's really sad, and then she goes up to him a little later after a quick little depression montage. And she's like, "I know we're brother and sister, but I kind of still want to fuck you." And he's like, "She's like, even though we're, I know we can't do anything, but just know that I love you." Yeah. And well, the version I watched, it was, she's like, even though our, you know. Whatever's going on, I still feel the same way about you. And he's like, me too. And they're like, well, we need to, like, figure this out. So they, like... So they, they have their, um... Meeting 
with they have their the meeting, guy. the mayor or whatever the guy. Yeah, and he shows like, up. The place goes, is saved, and then quickly he gets a call from and it's his like, dad. And it's like, hey, this other guy in the picture, he's here. If you want to talk to him, but he's about to leave. Yeah, he's and, got information on your real father, and he's like. Oh, so he grabs Yumi and he's, and he's like, like, "We gotta go." And they're like, "Sorry, guy, we gotta leave." The life depends on it. No, he he he. They don't say that, but his uh, his the guy up there is like, "Where is she going?" The prize of my eye. And he's like, "Oh, they they're they're working some stuff out. It's like life or death." And he's like, oh, "Okay, yeah, youth, I love it." Uh, <laughs> he literally says something like that. It's like ah. But, uh, yeah, so they go to the ship and they meet this guy and he's like, yeah, I knew both your parents. They were both pretty great. Uh, Umi, your dad was like best friends with me and his dad, but I was like separated from him. But it turns out that his dad died at the sea and gave your dad him. And then he eventually gave him to like his current parents. And then they're like. Yay! We can fuck! We're not related! And then they get on a... They're like, uh, his dad's boat. Like, his, like, adopted dad. Yeah. And, yeah, they're just, like, standing next to each other. Like, ends there, doesn't it? I think so. We're pretty much there. Yeah. Um, there's one scene earlier on in the movie that I totally forgot about, but, um, they have, like, a student council meeting. Oh yeah, the um, debate where this they, is my jam. This was like when I was like, okay, I'm in. And, and I'm the debate is discussing that historical thing that I was yeah. talking about earlier, whether you should respect and honor history or whether you should kind of like well, try they, to cherry pick what you like well, out of yeah. it. Yeah, and, and they, they want to they want to tear it down and put the student council building like this mm-hmm. new um, thing. And and he's like he's like fuck you fascist. Pretty much. Like, yeah. That's pretty much what he says. And then he, like, runs on stage. And then they all just start singing their, like, fucking alma mater or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I really liked that scene. I don't know what it was. But. Yeah. Let me get a, get a second to, like, process what I'm about to say here. Because it's... Because in the English dub, I don't know what they say in the English dub, but he pretty much says, Your democracy is fake! <laughs> yeah, he says something pretty close to that in the sub, if I'm remembering correctly. But, um... Yeah, so this, so that's obviously like a big point of the film, uh, and I kind of view like their relationship like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had it like I was thinking about it last night, and I had it like laid out really nice. I'm like, this makes sense, but I'm like totally fucking forgetting it right now. Give me a second, just a second. Here. Okay. Um, one thing I'll just talk about while you're doing that is uh, I fucking love the soundtrack of this movie. It had a good soundtrack. <laughs> there was like a lot of it was like jazz. Yeah, and it was really good. Yeah. Um, obviously, when it started, I'm like, well, this is a much different tone for the music of a Ghibli film. But I, I really liked it, especially because this film. This film's also a lot more grounded than pretty much every other Ghibli film. Like, there's no magic. There's no like. Grand adventure. It's more of like a slice of life, if anything. Yeah, and I think that's why I enjoyed it. I didn't love the movie, but I it had this like feeling of like kind of coziness to it. Like, yeah, it was just kind of a a good experience. Yeah, like it was a fun little like movie. Like I, it made me happy. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I th- I think I've kind of got what I had yesterday. It, it's definitely sloppier than what I had had more poignant yesterday. I should have written it down in my notes. But 
Yeah, basically, it's like, because the whole movie, she's like, you know, it's insinuated that she misses her father. So she's like, kind of like stuck to the past, you know, she's stuck honoring the past and she can't move on. But she gets like something new in her life, but she can't quite like move on to it yet because this thing from the past is like still kind of like preventing it. Yeah. So they have to like look into it and figure out and like kind of like problem solve and like find out like what's wrong with what happened in the past. That way they can make their future work. And I don't know if that's necessarily what the film was going for. Obviously, like, the points that they say out loud are pretty much the complete opposite of that. Yeah. I mean, it's... No, I, I get where you're going... Coming from as well, because... Uh, I mean, and the Umi had known about, like, him not actually being her brother a bit before that, because... Uh, she had talked to her mom. Yeah, and her mom explains that. I feel like that... That that does the same thing. She has to move on because she learns throughout this whole thing. She's learning more about her dad, mm-hmm. and I think that causes her to be able to move on more. Yeah, because she has more of a clearer, like, full picture of him. Yeah, and they never like outwardly state what I said about like kind of like looking at the past and finding what's good about it and finding what's bad about it and like cleaning it up. Like I think, like obviously, the uh, clubhouse is also like a symbol of that. Yeah. Um. Like, there are things that definitely, like, reflect that in the movie. They just don't outwardly say it. So, that's my interpretation. Fuck you. You can't take that from me. I can if I shoot you in the head. (laughs) I guess that's kind of true. But I haven't. I would would agree. Um, Definitely... Like, I, there, I think the movie's dense in, like, it's, it's, like, theming and metaphors, which is interesting because, like, almost nothing really happens in the movie. Yeah. It's, like, it's just kind of, like, a movie that exists. Like, I, I like the movie. Yeah. But uh, it, it's interesting that they're able to pack, like, a lot of metaphor and, like, into something with so, like, little, I guess, story substance. Yeah. Not to say that, like, I didn't... I like the story. Yeah, no. um, It's just... uh, It's minimalist, if anything. Yeah, and I gotta say, like... I I had figured out, like, as soon as, like, they had, like, had that, like, scene where he sees, like, the picture. Like, and he kind of starts acting weird. And then I saw, like... Because obviously in that shot, it shows their two faces next to each other and their faces are drawn exactly the same. And I was like, oh, and at that moment I connected. I'm like, oh, fuck. There's um, a few times you see like a picture of her dad or like there's a dream sequence in which she sees her dad. Yeah. And he looks dead ass. Exactly. Like the fucking. um, Oh, I was going to say her dad's really hot. (laughs) Oh, I thought the dad looked a lot like uh, the boy, yeah, but older. But I was just like, "What the fuck? They trying to get me horny for a ghost?" <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, "What the fuck's going on?" Um, so this movie, it was made in 2011, so that was like around that tsunami, and there were a lot of rolling blackouts and stuff. So a lot of the movie was uh, like animated during the nighttime because that was when like it was less likely that there would be like blackouts and stuff. Mm. And they were, like, pretty behind schedule. Like, when they wanted to be, like, 75% completed with the animation, they were, like, 50%. Mm. Um, but they, they kept the fucking same release time. Mia, Hayao Miyazaki's like, nope, we said it was going to be out this date. It's going to be out that date. 
Forget the fact that Mother Earth disagreed with us. We're going to so, still really. I think I think I can. T- I, I like the animation of this movie, but some of the faces, especially of background characters, I I, I can see that maybe they're like, okay, we don't have time to do this. Mm. Um, but yeah, yeah, good movie. I liked it. Yeah, I, I enjoyed it. I like it's that same thing about like forgetting the past and trying to remember it with like that idea that it's all based around like the Korean War and the remnants of that. And even further than that, probably World War II, you know, because that was only 20 Trace years it beforehand. all the way back to ancient Egypt and Mesopotamia. When the ancient pharaohs battled with Kar. Probably ancient China, which would probably be slightly more relevant in this area. Ancient Egypt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but um, I gave this movie a six. I also gave yeah. it a six. Like, I, I liked it. Um, yeah. But, like I said, I not, not my favorite some of the Ghibli, Ghibli films. Uh, yeah, I mean, I like it more than Howl's Moving Castle, which is so funny because everybody loves that movie. I, I like, like, that's Howl's... Julia's one of her favorite movies. I liked like Howl's Moving Castle. Like, I think it's got, like, a really, like, unique kind of, like, uh, feel to it, but... Yeah, this movie, in terms of, like, at least I felt, it's also been a while since I've seen Hell's Moving Castle, and I've only seen it once, but I felt like the subtext of this movie was a little bit stronger than the subtext yeah. in Hell's Moving Castle. I also like this more than uh, Nausicaa. Yeah, I'd, I'd probably say that. Um, Nausicaa, I was really underwhelmed by. Maybe I'd like the manga better. I think I think I would have liked Nausicaa more if I hadn't seen Princess Mononoke. But Princess Mononoke, like, deals with the exact same themes yeah, and, like, even some better. sequences just better because yeah. they've had time to, like, bring it more to fruition. Yeah, I'm, I'll, I'll probably, like, read the Nausicaa manga at some point and see if that does the story any better. Because, obviously, mangas are typically longer than animes mm. in terms of, like, what they adapt. Especially if it's a fucking feature. I'm going to try to watch all the Ghibli films while I have this time off. I thought I thought because I, I have a month and a half off. Yeah, at least. I thought they had like I had read somewhere recently that it's like they're on Netflix, but I looked yesterday. Ah, uh, they're on Netflix everywhere except the U.S. So if you have a VPN, um, I don't on my PS4. But oh, true. Which is where I Netflix. But yeah, I'm pretty sure they're everywhere except the U.S. Oh, fucking fantastic. Uh, it's probably just because, like, the U.S. is such a big market, so it just probably costs, like, exponentially more to put it on U.S. Netflix. Disney Plus, don't you, like, dump most of the Ghibli movies? Get on. Yeah, I'm surprised that Disney Plus has I I'm thinking that there might, like, be a thing where Disney Plus adds them. Like, that's probably why they're not on Netflix. Pro- probably. That would make sense. And then they probably just wouldn't have it for their, uh, like, other countries. Yeah. Because Disney Plus isn't available in a lot of countries yet, either. Mm. Like here in Canada, and here in Canada, English-speaking countries. Um, it might be launching like this month, actually, in other countries. Mm. Or next month, I'm not sure. Yeah. Um. All right. What are we watching next week? Uh, I got classic, don't I? Yeah. Oh, and I didn't pick something. Well, my pick is a uh, Moon starring Sam Rockwell. I think it's from 2011. Moon. Yeah. Have you seen that yet? 2009 by Duncan uh, Jones. No, I haven't seen it yet. Mm. I watched it like maybe like I've, a I've year heard to a half great things. I really enjoyed it. Huh. I don't think it's like uh, it's by the director of Warcraft. Yeah, I don't. I don't, oh, is it? Oh wow! 
Um, he, he's made like he's made I think four movies, four like full length movies. Uh, Moon and Source Code, which I've heard good things about both. Source Code, I remember like seeing the trailer for that, and I was like, that looks really good. But I heard like the ending fucking ruins the um, movie. And but then he did two movies that um are not so good: Warcraft and the sequel to Moon, Mute. Oh, I didn't. It's like, it's like kind of a sequel. I have um, no idea. I it, it's in the same universe, at least. It came out last year. Yeah, I remember like seeing the trailers. Uh, Paul Rudd's the villain. Apparently, he's the best part. Um, yeah, I don't think it's like on the tier of like 2001 or anything in terms of like sci-fi masterpieces, but I think it's a pretty decent fucking movie, and I really like Sam Rockwell, and uh, there's plenty of him in this movie, so... I kind of, I might pick another fucked up movie. That's fine. Uh, I've been meaning to watch this for a while. If if you've seen this, I'll pick something. By else, fucked but, up, do you mean extreme? Like, uh, it's it's Wes Craven. Oh, that's not the last house on the left. Have you seen it? Oh yeah. Never mind then. We're not watching it. Oh, fuck you. We're watching something you haven't seen. Fuck you. <laughs> Easy. We're watching a movie by Abel Ferreira. You know him? No, he, did, uh, he did the original Bad Lieutenant. He did uh, Miss 45 as well, mm. which we watched and yeah. you thought was okay, I yeah. think. Uh, he did another movie called King of New York King with New York. Christopher Walken. Oh, okay. And Lawrence Fishburne. <laughs> so we're doing that. Uh, you can watch King of New York on Amazon Prime or Tubi TV or Voodoo Free. So there's multiple places you can watch it for free. Mm. Um, and then Moon... I want to say it's on Netflix. Yeah, Moon is on Netflix or Crackle if you need to watch it for free. Crackle's a terrible streaming service. Yeah, I don't like Crackle. Like, some of their selection is nice, but, like, just the, like, UI, just the way they built it is terrible. Yeah. All right. Another, another episode down in the books. I almost picked another anime. <laughs> I, I, I was really, like, let's just bring it on back. I've been in an anime mood for, like, the last, like, fucking five weeks and I was like I was like oh man I'm gonna pick an anime I was like no 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 I probably shouldn't if you if you got if you want to switch it no I'm gonna stick with moon okay cool alright very cool I'm drawing a fucking line in the sand though no more grandmas they can't listen anymore oh no um you have to tell your uncles now and I think the I think the week the week after this Will be another director deep dive, or the the week after, because this one will be going out the twenty third. So the one we record next week will be going out the thirtieth. So yes, the next week. So think about what director you want. I've already got it picked out. Okay, cool. All right, thanks everybody. Do not tell your grandma. No. Bye. Adios. <laughs>